0: Dad, dad, dad. Welcome to the first Halloween special podcast of the Star Wars Collector's Archive with your hosts, Steven B. Dead and Sky is in torturous pain. Oof! This month, we present a terrifying tableau of terror as we get spooky stories of vines in the scariest of basements, attics, and porches from Ron, the Wookiee Slayer, Salvagor, and Ross, I'll use a butcher knife to cutie your necky. Then, Todd, Chamber of Horrors, lends gives you an overview of vintage Ben Cooper costumes. It'll give you goosebumps and a little bit of knowledge about underappreciated area of this hobby. Terminally, Sean and Ryan Lemgool also joined to tell a legitimately scary and gruesome ghost story of dead, dead Cincinnati Fred this, plus many chilling reminders of your own mortality, on the haunted 85th Kivecast Vintage Pod. <laughs> we are all going to die eventually,
1: just embrace that fact, and enjoy your noise, mortals.
2: <sighs> Wampa Wampa, welcome to Welcome to Kivecast. 85. <laughs>
1: yes. Uh, if you are a loyal space freak, and we know you are, you've been waiting for our most recent episode. Um, <laughs> you've been waiting with bated breath. You've been following our vague Facebook posts. Um, mm-hmm. You know that I've had a catastrophic computer failure. Um, what you may not know is that we've actually recorded episode 86 already. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and I'm actually halfway through editing it. Um, we were just going to skip 85 because we thought it was haunted, okay? Um, because I had you'll hear it when you listen to episode 86. It's, it seems like I am cursed. Ever since I broke an Emperor Cup, it seems like I'm cursed. And you're going to hear that next month when I release episode 86. Um, but the thing is, Steve, is that it's got that really terrible sound quality again.
2: Yeah, um, yeah. And I
1: just don't want to release two episodes in a row like that.
2: It's yeah, I think that's probably a a fair call for for the listeners. <laughs>
1: yeah. Now, now to be fair, this is going to have a different intro. I don't have the the original song anymore. Um so uh I'm going to record different versions of the opening intro song every month for a little while now. Oh, um, I like that idea. It's good. Well, we'll see. We'll see if this one's any good. <laughs> um So, yeah. So, this is a totally different episode, Steve, because yeah. Uh, there's no figure of the month. We're no. actually doing a sort of day and date episode. Yeah.
2: <laughs> doing uh, a, a special.
1: <laughs> we're doing a special. Um, I am a little bit
2: distracted, Steve. Okay. So <laughs> there, there's reason for that though.
1: <laughs> okay. So listen, all right. Um, it was my birthday, uh, in September. All right. And I, I turned 40, uh, yippee YPD yeah. for me, just like Tom Brady and Kanye West. No, no coincidence. Uh, and star Wars. Um, And so I was having my kind of midlife crisis, and I thought, I'm going to buy myself a car. And the only thing I cared about was having it have manual transmission. And so the the chair of my department sold me her 2009 Toyota Corolla. It's beautiful. And I had this idea for a long time of putting bumper stickers on the back of my car that were all of the losers from every presidential election. <laughs> and and, and I have had this idea for a while because a, a buddy of mine, Blair, pointed out how dumb it is that people put on like election stickers in the first place because uh, <laughs> they have an expiration date. You know,
2: they have. That's true. <laughs>
1: um, so I got into it. and I got on eBay. And it cost a bunch of not a bunch of money, whatever, under a hundred bucks. Uh, and I, I went all the way back to 1960 with Nixon Lodge. You know, had all the great ones: Ford, Dole, and uh, you know. Um, Humphrey and Muskie, all these weird guys, McCain Palin. <laughs> yeah. And I've gotten some response, but not a lot. Um, and then, right as we were about to record, seriously, we were going to record at 9:09, I mean at 9:10, and at 9:08, Tessa, yes. uh, Tessa Danley, <laughs> Steve's wife. Did she t- change her name, Steve? No. Okay. <laughs> Tessa Danley Idlewine um, changed. Uh, changed her name no uh, uh, contacted me and said Sky your car is on the front page of Reddit yeah <laughs> and I don't really know much about Reddit
2: um, and neither do I. I it's very it's a foreign place to me for sure
1: <laughs> yeah the um, I don't even know Steve I, since the last time I think you've heard me I i broke up with uh, the girlfriend who I was no. with for a long time I didn't know that I didn't tell you that Steve no oh <laughs> man uh, yeah well, yeah. Well, it was it amicable, was and, and we're, you know, very good friends, just different stages of life and stuff. Uh, we'll get yeah. into it when we're not on the podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, that was a couple months ago, Steve. Uh, yeah. But I'm still really good friends with, with her son. Um, and he's the one who keeps me up on all the cool stuff. And he's huge, yeah, he's yeah. huge into Reddit. So I got major props because it has like 20,000 upvotes or I don't know what. And so that happened right now. So I had to like sign in and, and I'm I, – I, okay, Steve, I'm going to make a promise. I am, I'm going to close down Reddit and for the rest of the episode, I'm not okay. going to pay attention you're, to
2: it. You're shutting down the, the lame mobile. Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah so so that okay. was that that kind of excitement and if we're doing day and date steve we don't have a figure of the month that means no sky no. coup uh no movie thought no um so should we talk about the the the, the trailer for last jedi <laughs> uh
2: yeah i guess we could i feel like i feel it's like lame. we may made... oh that's no, i don't know I don't no 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 you. no
1: us talking about it oh, is okay. okay okay
2: yeah I think we we kind of got that that out of the way with the Force Awakens trailers. I feel like we've we don't need to do it anymore, right?
1: I guess not. Okay, but I'm just gonna say one thing. <laughs> I'm just gonna put one one thing on the one thing on the record, Steve. Okay. One thing. Okay. 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 When Luke says, "I've only felt this kind of raw power once before, and it didn't scare me, and it does now," mm-hmm. do you know who it was that scared him? Who was it? It was Ray oh yeah because she was a little kid and she fire started that thing she was like <laughs> <laughs> she's all drew barrymore's up in that and blew up the whole jedi temple because she uh, is as i've already established a palpatine uh, and so right they, yeah 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 we've, so we've, they, we've, they, we've, they yeah. hit her away so that's my only point on that and we'll, okay. we'll, we'll see if right. i'm right all
2: right i mean i'll, I'll say i like the the chewy Porg scratching that that was pretty great too oh that, that was-
1: Yes, and actually, if, if you're on our, our YouTube, yeah, page, it's on the YouTube,
2: it's on the YouTube channel. So, <laughs> yeah, sorry, Steve. I if should've. you really need, if you really need a <laughs> a break from from uh, real life, that that's a good that's a good uh, way to go.
1: Yeah, I, I just scratched like the name Chewy and Porg over and over again with <laughs> the image of Chewy and the Porg yelling, <laughs> and
2: uh, <laughs> uh, it's it's your daughter's uh, joy that 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 yes. really feels it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: It is oh boy steve the 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 lure of 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 social media is strong,
2: yeah, yeah,
1: I'm just not gonna look, you know what we'll do. It was at like I don't know twenty thousand up dues or whatever last time, so at the end of the episode, we'll check back in on it,
2: okay, sounds
1: good, so what are we talking about, Steve?
2: uh, so when we last talked off off the air, you had suggested the idea of uh maybe doing a Halloween themed podcast and actually have it come out in October as, as the next episode. And, uh, a big part of that would be talking about costumes, which I think we should be talking to Todd Chamberlain pretty soon here. Uh, but then also spooky, scary toy finds, <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> which, <laughs> which, uh, can go a number of ways. Uh, we'll see, we'll see where they go this time. But, uh, yeah i mean there's always something weird about it seems like <laughs> having toy finds anyway so it seems like it's just bound to to have something scary maybe not the traditional halloween scary sense but we can spin it that way right yeah
1: yeah okay. i mean it's it was actually sean Lumcool's idea um yeah he, he that's posted right it on facebook and i'm still trying to be super active on facebook as, as much as i can um yeah which has been very rewarding uh and he he put that idea out it's like hey we could talk I think it was him it was it him
2: yeah yeah. I'm pretty sure yeah Sean Sean was uh, one one of the first ones to offer up uh, and hopefully we should be able to, to get one of him one of him and his brother's stories in here um,
1: yeah so so this is the other thing about this episode Steve Um, I was in the Bay Area last week for yeah, a wedding I'm right. going back to the Bay Area in two weeks to give a conference oh um, man and okay. with my computer going, I lost all my research. So I don't have that much time to edit this episode. So do you know what I'm, you, you know I'm going to do, Steve? <laughs> What's that? I'm just not going to edit it.
2: Okay. There's <laughs> not
1: going to be any sound effects. There's not going to be like, I'm just going to slap dash it in there and then put it onto, onto the iTunes feed so that people get it. Okay. And then when I have more time, I'll like enhance it and make it all special and put it on YouTube and all that garbage. Um, okay. Okay.
2: But just for now You'll Give it the, the, the George Lucas special
1: special treatment Yeah, the special edition But we're just going to put it out there So it might be I mean, if you've heard the intro song You know it's raw um, I'm not sure which one I'm going to use I recorded one acoustic And I recorded yeah. one I recorded okay. one with my son on drums And me on electric guitar Kind of screaming the intro um, So Yeah, it's uh, it's better than it sounds so I say we actually just get into into Spooky Town. Uh, okay. Well, yeah. do, do you have any scary stories uh, about <laughs> Star Wars? Uh, I don't know. Whoa, Steve. 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 Cut out, Steve.
2: Kind of traditional parking lot. Wait, 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 wait. Oh. wait. You cut out. You're cutting out. Can you hear me? Yes. Hello. Yes. Okay, sorry. Um. All right. So I think. It's not necessarily scary. It definitely wasn't scary for me, but it may have been scary for outsiders who have witnessed it. <laughs> uh, but I only had maybe one of those kind of traditional parking lot toy deals <laughs> as a collector, and it happened to be with, with Phidias. And uh, we were in Griffith Park in like an afternoon in the middle of the week. So something, it's something that probably shouldn't have happened there in most people's eyes, but he pulls up in his van after no he's he's got his van in the parking lot and he's meeting me after like a a tennis practice and so i I pull up and it's in kind of the mid-afternoon and he opens up the side of his van and brings out a box of coins and so i was just picking up a couple of power of the force coins from him but it i'm sure if you like like the other tennis players may have been like what what the hell is going on (laughs) over there Uh, and this is funny because it's when i wasn't living in la either i just happened to be down here i'm like hey like I could just meet you somewhere. It's like, oh, I'll be at, I'll be at Griffith Park at four o'clock, <laughs> and it was just, uh, yeah, completely normal in my eyes, but I'm sure it looked a little odd to the uh, <laughs> passersby. <laughs> what <Yeah>. about you?
1: <laughs> well, I, I mean, so for people who don't know about Griffith Park, I, I used to live very near Griffith Park, and I used to go on a lot of yeah, walks. Yeah, right. And uh, yeah, yeah, we we do all the time. The thing about Griffith Park is that sometimes um, men. <laughs> Who are looking for the company uh, of other men (laughs) in a non-committed yet very sensual way will park and wait for other men who are interested in having a sensual but non-committed, non-repeated experience with them. Um, and i, I didn 't quite know that, so I was always weird because I, i'm like I was like a little Pollyanna. I would just like go for these walks, and there 'd always be these dudes opening up the door of their car, expecting me to get in, and then i 'd just be like hmm that 's weird he 's also opening his door, so uh, I was accidentally cruising in Griffith Park um, <laughs> I was sort of non-cruising. Yeah, right. You can put that not in the scary stories, but yet another one of the sky at the outskirts of homosexuality stories. (laughs)
2: That's that's a whole subgenre.
1: is. I I think if we have some space freaks, you could tie them together. It was National Coming Out Day uh, yesterday. Oh, okay. Uh, Yeah, we we had a little event at our our school. Oh, right on. Um, Yeah, so that'd be pretty funny. Um, I don't have any scary stories about collecting Star Wars, and I don't know if I've told this story before. I might have, but who cares? You guys have been listening for eight years now, seven years. Um, I used to uh, collect and trade Grateful Dead cassette tapes,
2: Oh yeah, um, thanks. You've mentioned this to me. <laughs> yeah,
1: so so this is before you know you had the internet before you had rips. You had to just like trade cassette tapes, right? And, yeah, and right. I, I had like a list that I typed up on a typewriter and I sent to people, and you'd send them blank Max Max, Max XL twos, and they would send them back to you with the concert on them, and it was a really cool, fun system. And one time I was looking in the local newspaper, and it was like this this uh, this guy said he had Grateful Dead tapes in his house. And so I went down, it was, yeah. right, it was right near Beaumont Center, which is a, a pretty Tony part of the world, but it was in this rundown house. And, and I knock on the door and he opens it up. And if you like, picture, if you've ever watched It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, uh, the McPoyles.
0: Oh it's God. Like, okay, yeah. it's, like,
1: it's like two of them. It's these two guys. Oh, no. They must've oh, no. been wearing Patriots sweatpants. Uh, <laughs> if, if they weren't, they are, you know what I mean? And, yeah, yeah, And the guy opens up the door, and he looks kind of itchy, you know, kind of scratchy.
3: Um,
1: <laughs> the place is a complete mess. As far as I could figure, it was one of their, like, mom's house, and, like, just gave it to them, and so they didn't have to pay for rent. I walk in, there's, like, food and garbage everywhere, and then there's this dog, and the dog makes a beeline from the other side of the of the room and just runs up and just immediately starts licking my crotch. Like... <laughs> like a lot, like not like <laughs> wagging or anything. And I'm like pushing it away and like have a seat. And I sit down and the coffee table is covered with Victoria's Secret catalogs. Oh no, oh no. And oh, it's just no. two dudes in their 20s. The dog comes back over, starts licking again. I'm pushing it away and he's like, yeah, I got the tapes, they're in my basement.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay. And 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 we go and open at the top of the door, and Steve, I I can't remember what happened after that. I
2: oh no, I
1: don't know if I said no and didn't go down there, or if I did go down there and I blacked it out. I, yeah, I, I think I said I'll wait here for you to bring them up because I don't think I would be that stupid. <laughs> but but it was a real put the lotion put the lotion in the basket kind of situation. Yeah, you had yeah. the dog.
2: Um, it, it was yeah no that 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 has uh that has. Terrifying, written all over it. <laughs>
3: yeah. yeah.
1: Well, I think we're gonna have better scary stories coming up. I think it's good. We're, yeah. We're, we're 50 minutes into the show, and I've already made two ridiculously weird and oddly <laughs> sexual <laughs> stories. Um, so I think we're back, baby. The, the yeah. The microphone's say, like, working.
2: We're definitely the, the ship. The ship is is flying again. <laughs> yes.
1: Uh, So far we have yet to talk about Star Wars toys Everything is going quite well
2: Yes, yes Um,
1: (laughs) Alright, so uh, what do you say we we Remedy that uh, not talking about Star Wars issue And what do you say we call uh, Todd Chamberlain And talk about like Just ask as many questions as we can About collecting and appreciating Star Wars Halloween costumes Sounds good to me Okay, we're trying to call Todd. We're seeing if he's going to pick up. Let's see. It takes a long time on, on Skype to get this all going. I'm just happy to have it back. I had to install it on my computer again.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: We'll, we'll see if he answers.
2: Yeah. Um.
4: Hi, this is Todd. I'm not here right now. Please leave your name and a message. I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Thanks.
5: At the tone... Please record your message. When you have finished recording, you may hang up or press one for more options.
0: Hey Todd, this is Bruce White. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm coming to get you. <laughs> I got a pack of wild ferrets and I just fed them a whole bucket of rabies.
1: And they're coming down. And okay, I, can't, I can't do it. <laughs> Please stop. Uh, Okay. Anyways, Todd, this is uh, Sky. If you can't tell, with Steve. Um, hey, Todd. <laughs> um, so uh, we're trying to record the podcast, but I it's, it's a new thing on our show. You know, we do the we do the thing where we we leave the messages as though we're Bruce White. Um, so okay, maybe we'll talk soon. Maybe we'll call Ron. All right. Hey, Well, it really is a, a spooky haunted episode, Steve
2: Yeah, I was just uh, realizing that I think it was two years ago in our October episode <laughs> That, that, that the, uh, the murderous Bruce White phone call <laughs> started
1: <laughs> I have to say, if, if it weren't for Todd Chamberlain, the fact that he's just I mean, Phidias is nice, but like, Todd is like sweet Like, Phidias is nice, but not sweet Todd's really <laughs> sweet, I couldn't keep going with that once, no, once I said no. I got a bucket of ferrets and I just fed them <laughs> rabies I was like oh man this is good but I, I, gotta, I gotta scale it back yeah <laughs> so oh, uh, he'll come back to us but seeing as we're not editing the show Steve we're just gonna yeah. keep that all yeah. in there and that'll be good yep. and I think what we should do now is we should, we should put a pin in that Ben Cooper mask story and, yes. and let's get to an actually spooky story um, yeah. sh- should we call the, the uh, who, wait who should we call Steve
2: <laughs> uh why don't we why don't we call Ron oh yes good
1: Yeah, yeah. and uh alright so I'm just gonna put him on here Ron R.A. Salvatore
2: I'm gonna hit
3: okay
1: hey. so let's see if we can get Ron on here right, are you here Steve?
2: yeah I'm, I'm here Well, so we'll see if it's gonna ring yeah it's weird that Todd's didn't ring but it did go to his voicemail yeah
1: you don't think they're in some kind of like spooky murder suicide pact, do you? I hope not. I'm just trying to tell a spooky story. <laughs> hey, it was like the
2: scariest part of Star Wars for you, Steve, while while we're sitting here. Oh man, that's a good question i was uh I was terrified of the Wampa growing up, yeah,
1: that's ironic, <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah <laughs> uh or just being in the snow and yeah, I had this crazy nightmare that. I don't know, we, we might have talked about this years ago, but uh, if, if we need to, to kill some time, it's the reason I was terrified of Empire Strikes Back Really, when I was really young, but I had this weird dream where I was out in the snow, and instead of like Ben Kenobi showing up, it was the Emperor, and he was scary as hell. Uh, and then there was a Wampa involved, and, and blood, and snow, and then that was the end of the nightmare, so I just could not watch <laughs> the Empire Strikes Back for like... Several years as a child. <laughs> wow, that's yeah. pretty wild. Yeah, it's it, it is. It's wait, really. Like you,
1: you wouldn't watch Empire?
2: Yeah, like my I, I did not want to watch the, at least the beginning. I, I'd watch like the end or you know whatever, but the like the beginning on Hoth really really freaked me out. How um,
1: how have I never known this, Steve? That's awesome. <laughs> I mean, yeah. we, we've talked about the scariest thing in Star Wars for me many times. It's of course Bib Fortuna. Yes, oh, man, that guy freaks me out. He's he's pretty freaky. He's just the worst. Yeah, I don't think Ron's picking up.
2: Um, so should we just here, release, gonna...
1: this, release this episode like this?
2: Um, <laughs> I'm gonna let's try. i want to try text messaging and seeing if seeing if that'll help.
1: Okay, okay, we're we're trying another number for Ron here.
6: Hello. Hey, there he is. Hey, what's up, guys?
1: This is Bruce White. Oh no, sorry. Oh, Bruce <laughs> we,
6: White. No, we you your evil Bruce White impersonation again?
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I left a message on Todd's machine, but then it was too good, so I had to stop because I thought he might like get afraid and start. You know, it's it's a spooky episode, Ron. We're, we're trying to keep it spooky.
6: <laughs> well, Bruce White's pretty spooky.
1: He is, yeah.
6: <laughs> Did Todd not answer your call?
1: No, he didn't. Um,
6: that is low
1: It is low So so you know what we did We did whatever we do Whenever we can't get The first guest we want We call Ron Because Ron's <laughs> always there And always the best guest So
6: I know it's pretty pathetic Because I'm just <laughs> I was just basically Sitting here waiting for you to call
3: <laughs> Well it's, it's Trying it's... to work
6: up my spookiness Yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah it was, it was actually It was actually pretty funny I'm, I'm not going to call him out But um Apparently, you went to Cincinnati. Is that right, Ron? Uh,
6: Yeah. Was it two weeks ago? Something like that? Yeah, I guess it was two weeks ago. It was pretty good.
1: Oh, hey, Steve. I guess this could be a report from there. Yeah? Hey, why not? Yeah, I mean, that's not really spooky. <laughs> Is there anything, anything uh, no, fun to wasn't
6: report? No, it spooky, but I was there.
1: Yeah? Anything fun to report?
6: Um, yeah, you know, it was pretty good. Uh. There was a bunch of collectors out there. It seems like every year there's more and more vintage collectors who make the trip out there. Uh, so this year, you know, I was out there with Chris and Fluffy, and Todd was with us too. Uh, you know, he hasn't come out for the last couple of years, so he was there. And, and Jerry James, who's a collector who lives in Dayton, had people to his house the night before, which was really cool. And uh, you know, I, I've known him for a while. You know, I've talked to him a bunch of times, but I've never seen his collection obviously and he's got a really great collection so that was fun um his whole basement's pretty much set up with he collects wampa stuff he's oh, got cool. a lot of proof card you know he just has a lot of good stuff and it's, steve. it's presented really well
1: yeah. D- did you know ron that that steve is mortally afraid of wampas
6: <laughs> mortally afraid yes. well i was
2: uh as a as a very small child
6: he all did. right. Well, I'm not, I'm not saying it was spooky or anything, but he did have a Wampa collection.
1: <laughs> I, I, I think it's spooky because listen, listen, Ron, I'm actually, I got a theory going here, okay? So, first of all, apparently Steve didn't watch Empire Strikes Back for seven years because he was so afraid of uh, the Wampa. That's,
2: that's a little. Over okay. Seven years? That's so, a little over the top, Scott.
1: Okay. And then <laughs> the next thing is this, right? Where, okay, I live in Rochester, right? And and you, Ron, you live in New York State as well, and Yehuda lives in New York, and Steve has traveled all over the world. He's gone all over the world and seen all these places, and he always goes to Kentucky to visit Brock, but where has he never been, Ron?
6: <laughs> he's never been to New York. I know, I've invited him several times, but he's always busy. He's yeah. always in, like, Iceland or something.
1: Yeah, and why does he go to Iceland? Because there's actually no snow there. Steve is afraid of <laughs> no, snow. Oh, man. I figured it the out. Whole, this is
6: it, yeah. No wampas in Iceland. <laughs> the wampa, especially in the non-special edition version, is not even that... It's hardly in the movie. See, that's what's scary about him. <laughs> I think the Ugnots are probably scarier than the wampa.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah in, in hindsight. Actually, yeah. the
6: scariest thing in, in Empire Strikes Back is the Minok.
2: Yeah, that's true. That's a good
1: jump shot.
6: <laughs> that's score. the uh, yeah. that everybody jumps at.
2: Yeah. That's, that, that, that's, see, that's a sensible answer.
1: Yeah, <laughs> well, as opposed to right. a a wampa and uh, and I, of course I'm I'm still afraid of Bib Fortuna. Um.
6: <laughs> well, he is pretty creepy.
3: Yeah.
6: So so yeah. Anyway, we went to Jerry's house and that was awesome, and, and you know he was super nice to have us there. And then, uh, well, there, there was a bunch of other stuff, you know, meeting Kenner kind of people and whatnot. But then, um yeah, the yeah, show skip was over on that boring Sunday. part. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean. It, there's a bunch of people who go out there now Because also there's certain You know, people Who have You know, leads they want to follow up You know, try to tie it in with the, the show But right. I guess the show was on Sunday And um, That was pretty good, you know It gets it seems to get better every year Andy Loney was there um, The, the Lemcool brothers were there Steve Denny was set up uh, CAS had a table And they were set up and, you know, so it, there's a pretty good vintage, you know, better than most shows. There's a lot more vintage than a, than there is at most shows, so that was good. And so a lot of people, you know, even Andy Davies made a trip in from from the U.K. to, to attend that wow. thing because I guess he missed celebrations. So that was cool to see him. Uh, and yeah, I, I was recognized by a couple people on the floor as, uh, oh, you're the guy from the, the podcast. It's either the podcast <laughs> or Plastic Galaxy. I don't understand <laughs> about the podcast one because no one can see me, but <laughs> well, you they- guys are obviously are listening to you because people uh, pick me out as someone who's been on there.
1: Well, I, I have a funny story about that, Ron, so I'm, I'm not going to call him out, but um, one of the guys who introduced himself and said he likes you on the podcast contacted me, uh really cool guy, and if you give me the, you know, he could be a Space Freak of the Week, definitely, um, and, and he was like, I feel bad because I said that I knew Ron from the podcast, but like he said, it would be like meeting Carl Sagan and saying, I really liked you on Johnny Carson. Uh, <laughs>
6: <laughs> well, so I, I'm always happy to be compared to Carl Sagan. Um, you know, in most instances, so yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm not so gonna turn I, I thought one that down. was but cool. Fluffy said he was recognized too. Wow,
1: that, that's that's something because we've Which worked is really hard Pretty to incredible,
3: yeah.
6: Because someone he he said someone walked up to him and said, "Are you Fluffy?" And he was like, "Yeah, I'm Fluffy." <laughs> <laughs> um so his legend has grown, apparently.
1: Yeah, I m- must have heard the, the secret episode that we cannot air. But anyways, I, I thought that was funny that somebody actually felt bad for reducing your accomplishments and your additions to the hobby to just appearing on our stupid show. <laughs> so.
6: Well, my accomplishments and Carl Sagan's accomplishments, you know, they're, they're pretty similar, but, uh, you know, I don't want to degrade myself. Yeah.
1: <laughs> He, I, I think Carl Sagan single-handedly took down astrology, because if you, if you watch Cosmos, there's like an entire episode about why astrology is not real, and, and you see it now, and you're like, why did you have to say, who thought astrology was real? But I think it might have been him that killed it. So, and Ron, you killed Maybe. Chewbacca, so we're, we're all good. Okay, let's get to a spooky story, Steve. We need to get back on track, right? Yeah,
6: yeah, we do, we do. Okay. Okay. Um. <laughs> So, yeah. The spooky story is that Todd Chamberlain has disappeared. You guys better figure out what's going on. He might be kidnapped or something. Someone might be trying to steal his chocolate eggs or whatever weird Star Wars collectibles <laughs> he has in that basement of his. Bruce's
2: ferrets got him. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
6: <laughs> yeah, well, Bruce does not live that far from Todd, so considering he's evil, he may have driven down there. <laughs>
1: Wait, now, in the show mythology, have we established that Bruce is the evil one and Phidias is the good one? <laughs>
2: Uh yeah, I think based, on, <laughs> okay, good. based on, okay, on your on your voice acting skills. Yeah, uh, I think okay, it's pretty good. clear. <laughs> okay,
1: good. Uh, okay, right. so so Ron, I don't know what story you're going to tell. I was thinking you could tell a story you've already told and just tell it in a spookier way. But uh, oh,
6: but but what... I don't know. I don't know how good I am of telling them in spooky ways. But I I thought of like uh, three different short. Stories which we could either do three of them, or, or 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 one of them, or two of them. But the they're pretty short anyway. Okay. Well, every, everybody one,
1: listening is saying, please do all three. So let let's do all three, wrong.
6: <laughs> I don't know if they're that that fascinating. But, okay. Um, the first one is they're all also Cincinnati stories, I believe.
3: Ooh. So the
6: first one is um. Meeting a Kenner guy at his house in the Cincinnati area, this must be probably around 2000 or sometime around then, and I must have been with Fluffy, Todd, Chris, maybe Gus was there, I can't remember, but this guy, I don't remember what he did, but he had worked at Kenner for a few years, I don't think he had anything, but it was like, all right, well, let's meet this guy, and... Went to his house, you know, the the standard routine, knocking on his door, and in there talking to him and you know, trading Kenner stories and whatnot. Nice middle class guy with maybe three or four kids, two of who two of whom are older, probably teen years, and then one that's about six or seven. And I would say this child was feral in some way. He was like, slightly above the feral kid from The Road Warrior. <laughs> I, I, he
3: seemed to be
6: w- n- developed in a normal manner. Like, I don't think he had a mental <laughs> problem or anything like that, but he was, uh, like, I have... You know, you know how some kids have, like, hyperactivity? They need to be put on drugs just to make them, you know, like, ADHD drugs or something like yeah. that. This kid was close to just, like, a maniac. I've never seen a kid who was this hyperactive. As we were talking to the dad, the kid is just, like, yelling in the background, and he's, like, running around the house. Like, you know when, like, a dog or something gets really excited when, when people come over and it tries to jump up on you? That was the kid. Like, he was just running around and, like, grabbing you and stuff and pulling your shirt and everything. And the dad, who's a real nice guy, I think they knew like that this was a problem and they were just, but it was so common to them that they almost didn't say anything. And meanwhile, this kid is almost punching me in the nards, you know, as we were talking to the dad and it's just like, what do you say? You're just like, Oh, oh, Hey, you, yeah, nice, nice punch there, Jimmy. Like you got a nice, you know, nice sock to that punch of yours. And dad just like, yeah, well, he's real excitable. And you're just thinking like, yeah, I'd say he's pretty excitable. And, he would be screaming to the point where his, like, his voice was kind of breaking, you know, it was like, like, it would be, it would hurt his vocal cords to be yelling, and meanwhile, the, the 13-year-old guy, or the 12-year-old, the older brother is, like, just being, like, super nice, and, like, you know, just trying to keep the kid calm, but at the same time, it's like, he's so used to this that it's almost second nature to try to, you know, be be nice to this kid. And, but you, we're just looking around, trying to pretend that it doesn't matter, because, you know, that's you, you don't want to be rude. Right, you
1: want to be polite.
6: And, and, and I think he kept, the kid was screaming the names of pro sports figures. So he, <laughs> as we were talking to the dad, he would be getting up on the couch and yelling like,
3: LeBron,
6: <laughs> and then he'd jump off the couch and like land on the floor, and we're just trying not to look over there at him, just ignore him. (laughs) Bernie Kosar! And I'm just thinking, this is, I I can't imagine living with this kid, like these poor people, (laughs) I don't know what's wrong with him, or what the deal is with him, but there's some issue there. You know, I'm sure he's probably like an accountant now or something, but at the time, he was just like, just completely nuts. And so then, at one point, you know, I asked the dad, I was like, oh, can I use your restroom? And I go over to the restroom, which is down the hall, and I shut the door. You know, big mistake, because as soon as the door is shut, there's like...
3: Just bang, bang, right on the
6: door. And the kid is just banging against the door to try to get in. And the door is like rattling. Like, he's like really hitting it hard. And, and he's he wants to get in and I hear his older brother trying to pull him away from the door and the kid is his hand like his fingers are coming beneath the door as I'm taking a leak right <laughs> and I'm just like at this point I'm just thinking this is just really bizarre like, I can't imagine these people live with this, this child I don't know what's wrong with him or if he has too much sugar or what and then uh, this is pretty much the end of the story because it just you know I, I get out of the restroom and close the door and first of all, I notice on the door, there's just all these dents, like, you know, <laughs> the size of a six-year-old's fist. Yeah. And I'm yeah. thinking, this kid must be on this door every time it's shut. And and then I walk out, and those guys are looking at me, and I'm just thinking, like, this is really weird. Nobody wants to mention it. And I look over at the banister of the stairs, and, you know, like, three of the, the rails are either, like, dented or broken.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
6: and look at the dad, and he's just like, yep. He's pretty excitable.
7: <laughs>
3: wow. <laughs> uh, that is wild. Yeah. Wow. wow. So, wow.
1: And, and so you the, there was no no toys purchased or almost no toys purchased? I don't or.
6: Think, I don't think we bought anything. But that poor family with that child, you know, the, 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 yeah. the parents must be saints to have to put up. I've never seen a kid who was that hyperactive. He was just like borderline violent. You know? So <laughs> and then I start looking around the house, you know, just like trying to find other signs of damage, thinking like this kid must break stuff all the time, you know. Wow. Um
1: well, yeah, that that is spooky because I mean, it's like you're you're trying to stay cool and you're trying to be I mean, obviously you're nice. I mean, I'm I'm laughing hysterically. Uh, I, I laughed hysterically up until yeah. my my uh, uh, re, you know emotion came in. I'm like, oh well, that must be really hard for that family. But when he said feral, I just had this image of like of like Hugo Simpson, you know, from The Simpsons or something. Yes, just like exactly some like crazy oh, kid like bouncing off kid, the walls.
6: They probably channeled that into something, and he probably became like the best athlete in Ohio or something in high school. Yeah, <laughs> he had so much energy. Oh man, but that was something
1: okay. else. Um, okay, so so that uh, was the story of the feral child. Um, <laughs> okay, what's yeah, what's story number story two, me. Ron? Um, well, just so you know, Ron, I've numbers... I've never laughed that hard on the podcast. I was I, I was uh, gonna say that Scott the <laughs> yeah. whole time. Just the idea of him just screaming the whole time, and you're trying to conduct business, and he's running around punching you in the nuts. <laughs> yeah.
6: I don't think he actually punched me in the nuts, but it, it, he came close. He was I think he was trying to. It was very, you know, that sort of a, a deal. Um, uh, the other one was, um, again, it's, most of these stories are around it's late 90s, early 2000s. And this one, we're out in Cincinnati, and it's me. I know Todd was definitely there. Chris was definitely there. I think Chris Fawcett was there. Um, did I say Todd? I think John Wooten may have been there. Fluffy was there. And uh, back in those days, you know, Hasbro was still open, and they were located at the Elsinore location. Okay. Um, And so we used to have a contact who worked at a, a company near there, and, and after seeing them, we'd usually stop by and just check out the building. And in those days, the dumpster was still accessible from the street. You know, so Hasbro was located on whatever floor, and several other companies were in this building, and they all used this dumpster. And you could just pretty much drive up to it, but it was you had to get out of your car and walk maybe 60 yards to where the dumpster was, and then kind of walk into this area that was below the building, you know, like a, a garbage docking area, and. It was a little weird because you're always thinking, like, are people going to be watching us as we look into the dumpster? But we, it would be worthwhile to just to go look through the dumpster. And we would find stuff, you know, like, one time I found a Kenner bowling trophy in there, which was kind of funny. <laughs> um, we would find, like, just weird paperwork. One time we found a CD with... Um, Job appraisals from supervisors of like several people who had worked together during the Star Wars years, which was really weird, you know, just like strange stuff they threw away. Um, And so this one time we, we all walked up and there's probably five or six of us, it was several people, and we all go over to the dumpster open it up, and we start digging through it with our hands, just pulling out reams of paper, binders, you know, it's like, oh, here's a binder that says Hasbro on it. You know, here's a binder that doesn't say anything on it, but it's filled with stuff that looks like it's toy-related, like who? just grabbing stuff and putting it under our arms. And as we're doing this, you know, someone out of the corner of their eye just catches the, the sight of a security guard, and I think the security guard said, hey, what are you doing over there? <laughs> like immediately everyone just like grabbed the stuff they had in their hands and started running to the car which is like i said <laughs> 60, or 70 miles, 60 or 70 yards away so we're running and i think it was two security guards just started booking just like running full speed with i think flashlights and walkie-talkies out of the building <laughs> and, and we were just running to get to the car and we all start loading into the car as these guys are still maybe 30 yards away, right? Right. And there is a large, concrete parking obstruction in front of the car. So we... And the street is on the other side of that. So we're in the car, and Fluffy's just sitting there. All I remember him is just sitting next to me and him going, just drive, bro, drive, drive, (laughs) drive, just drive, just hit the gas, hit the gas. I think it was maybe Todd is like, He's like Fluffy. There's a parking thing. Just drive, dude. I said, just drive. Just drive. And meanwhile, guys, at this point, the the uh, the security guard's like standing right there, <laughs> and uh, and Fluffy's super angry. But the security guard comes up. He's like, "So what are you guys doing?" And we're like, "Oh, we were just taking trash, <laughs> and, <laughs> and and we I think someone handed them one of the binders we picked out." And he's like, "What?" He looks at it, and he's like, oh, well, just some kids picking up trash. Have a nice night. Enjoy your trash. <laughs> he turns around and walks away. <laughs> and we're like, okay, like, I guess. Like, he didn't even look at it, or, like, they didn't seem to care that we took it. I don't know why they pursued us. I don't know what, like, when the security guard sees you stealing trash and chases you and then catches you with trash <laughs> and then is like, all right, no problem. Well, why did you chase us in the first place? <laughs> um, but uh. the funny part was that Fluffy was still amped up, and he's sitting there, and he's just grumbling to himself. He's like, when I say drive, drive. I don't know why you don't you listen to me. Why you don't drive? And Todd, Todd keeps telling him, there was a large, there's a concrete concrete thing in front of us. <laughs> and he goes, where I come from, you see the cops, you drive. You don't think about it, you just drive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and then I think I turned to him, and I was like, you're from Long Island. Like, I don't know why this is, I don't know. It's not like you're from Compton. Right. Uh, but, you know, that was like, I don't know if that was spooky, but it was definitely, I thought those guys might, I thought we might get in trouble for stealing stuff because they thought we were doing industrial espionage or something like that. But Well, um, yeah, because
1: it, it, it kind of has the feeling of, you know, you don't quite know what you're going to get and you can imagine filming it and having these, Horrible, like security guards chasing after you and him screaming, and sort of like a Judgment Night thing. Remember that movie? Yeah. yeah. Judgment Night with a great soundtrack. Um, R.I.P. Yeah. Tom Petty. Um, but uh, that's a super obscure reference. For Ten of you who will appreciate <laughs> that. <laughs>
6: I remember that soundtrack.
1: Yeah. Remember they did The Free Fallen with uh, Cypress Hill, I think it was? With
0: the eggs that seem to be.
1: was on there
6: uh, I remember it was like a rock slash rap thing but I don't remember yeah, it was the songs.
1: it was the thing that eventually would give us uh, Kid Rock and Limp Um oh. but you can <laughs> well, kind of well, imagine then that and
6: it, it's pretty much a cultural touchstone isn't it it yeah. is but I just terrible I touch cultural <laughs> touchstone but one nonetheless
1: now what did he he said you oh just some kids picking up trash like he just said exactly what <laughs> no, he happening. didn't really say that but okay. that was kind of what
6: he just like oh we'll have a nice night <laughs> just like <laughs> i don't know if like he thought it was strange he didn't only he asked us why are you picking up trash and he just kind of looked at the stuff and was like oh just a bunch of trash pickers have a nice night gentlemen and he handed us back the thing and we left just very strange um
1: okay what should i call that story steve the story of the, the trash oh, man. men cometh
6: I think
2: that works, yeah.
6: Yeah. (laughs) Or Or just
2: drive. (laughs) Oh, yeah,
6: just drive. Just drive. drive. Where I come from, you don't ask questions, you just drive. (laughs) If we had driven over (laughs) that obstruction, first of all, those guys probably really would chase us and try to arrest us, and also it would have ruined the car, but it was still funny. He was very intent to get out of there.
1: You come from West Um, Egg. (laughs) Okay.
6: The third one... Um... Do you remember Creepshow Two? Speaking of movies that were freaky, you know, okay. I, I, don't, I don't consider the Wampa to be scary, Steve. I'm sorry, even if you're <laughs> a little okay. boy, that's pretty pathetic. <laughs> yeah. But do you remember Creepshow Two? I saw Creepshow Two when I was probably when did that movie come out? I was probably 11 or something like that. And there's a, a sequence in that movie where a bunch of teens go swimming in some pond or a lake. Have you seen this?
2: Uh, I, don't
6: I, can't, so. I don't think and, so. And there's either. like a raft in the middle of the pond, and they swim out there. And then when they're out there, there's just like this black goop that surrounds them. It looks like just sludge. Okay. Mm-hmm. And as soon as they touch it, it sucks them in and like basically chews them, chews them up, and spits them out as like bloody sludge. <laughs> um, and that kind of freaked me out. I remember when I was a kid. Um, <laughs> But anyway, th- this story sort of reminds me of that because it involves sludge, mm-hmm. although it doesn't exactly involve bloody goop. Okay. <laughs> uh, it, somewhere around, this is must have been around the time Mike Mensinger got married, which I think was in 2001. I drove out to Cincinnati with Mike and James Gallo. And I don't know why we went out there. It was just for the heck of it. I think those guys wanted to go, and I was like, sure, I'll go with you. And we drove all the way out there, and this must have been October or November because it was cold. I remember that. It was starting to get cold. And one of the first things we did was we drove to the Oakley facility, which is where the morgue was, because those guys wanted to see the morgue. And of course, there's dumpsters out there, too. Uh, now, I'd been there several times. We'd always looked in the dumpsters, and there was never anything. So it was like, ah, well, whatever. There's not going to be anything, you know. Uh, but we went out there. And we looked, I think John Wooten was with us too. And maybe, maybe Dan Florida was, I can't remember. But we drove up there, parked the car, and this is at night. And again, there's no fence or anything. You just drive up to the warehouse there. That's basically what it was, the warehouse. And there's a dumpster out there. And walk up to the dumpster, and we look in it, and it smells like you would not believe. It's just like <laughs> terrible. Like I, we looked in that dumpster before, and it didn't really particularly have a smell. And the the ones outside the Elsinore facility, it was just always paper and stuff. It didn't really smell bad. But this just like reeked. i was like, oh god, what is that smell? <laughs> we look in, and I think we may have had a flashlight. This at night, and we shine it down, and there's maybe three inches of muck at the bottom of this dumpster. And what do you think was buried in the muck? <laughs> a bunch of mock-up Star Wars-proof stuff. Oh, wow. (laughs) So this is like, you know, it's like even you have a dream or a nightmare, and it's like there's the woman of your dreams, like Elle McPherson in the 80s or something, and she's just covered with feces. (laughs) It's like you want to reach out, but you're also like, oh, God, you know? It's just like, what do you do in that instance? Well, me, being a fairly sane person... I just looked at those guys, and I'm like, guys, I'm out. <laughs> no, I'm not doing this. I I don't care. I will sit in the car. Well, uh, when I say Star Wars stuff, it wasn't vintage stuff. It was all like current,
3: but it was clearly
6: mock-up stuff. Like you could see it was peeling off the backing and stuff. It was it was early stuff, and I think the packaging. It was maybe the green. It wasn't. It was right after the original Power of the Force stuff and the Shadows of the Empire. It was when there was that green packaging with Obi-Wan on it, maybe.
2: Okay. Yeah, that's Uh, Power of the Jedi. Oh,
6: yeah. Yeah. I think that was not available commercially yet, so it's like no one had seen it before. Wow. So you're looking at it, and it's like, oh, look, there's unreleased mock-up Star Wars packaging (laughs) buried in disgusting muck (laughs) (laughs) that smells like absolute ass. (laughs) <laughs> and what what do I do? Like I, I had no, I was like, I'm not interested in this stuff. I have no, you guys, if you guys, I'm like, if you guys go in there, I don't really want any of it. You can keep it all. I'm just thinking, how are we going to get this back to the hotel? Is it going to stink in the car? Well, James and Mike, being James and Mike, I, I think they just jumped in there. They just crawled <laughs> over and they jumped into this muck in the cold, in the middle of the night, and started pulling out these things, and I just remember them throwing the stuff out of the dumpster, and it, you know, seeing it land on the ground, and it's all warped, and water stained, and, disgusting. And of course, your your thought is, well, even if, this is good stuff, I mean, is the damage to it going to be, worth it? You know, I don't, I don't know. they, must have gotten dozens of things out of there and we did take it back and put it in the hotel and those guys stunk until they took a shower and then (laughs) i do remember seeing it a few months later in mike's basement all laid out and it was still drying and he was trying to keep it flat (laughs) trying to flatten it out and occasionally i will visit a collection Someone who's collecting during that time, and I'll see see one of those pieces, like, all water-warped, whatever. I just think, like, oh, God, that disgusting stuff. But I think they ended up, you know, they probably sold it for decent money. But it was righteously disgusting, you know, I can't (laughs) imagine. So
1: I think we should call that one Drain the Swamp.
6: Um. (laughs) Drain the Swamp, yeah. Yeah.
1: Or or Swamp Things.
6: Trump would have found, yeah, he would have just, he would have drained it and then pulled all this stuff out by himself. You know, yeah, but anyway, those guys got down in the swamp and pulled it out with their bare hands. So <laughs> the next time you see Mike Mencinger or James Gallo and you shake their hands, you might want to think twice. You know, <laughs> you think about the muck story, the drain swamp story.
1: Oh, awesome. Hey Steve, do we know those anything? Are stories. Do we know anything about Todd Chamberlain? Is is he have you texted him? Or...
2: Uh I I sent him a, a Facebook message and no response yet. So I don't know. Not sure. But
1: Okay well, this is really fun. I really like this kind of no theme episode. Um, well, we are talking about Halloween costumes, and Ron, I, I know that you're leaving everything up to Todd because Todd is the—I don't know if he's the guy, honestly. But
6: I, I hate—I hate to like sell myself out like this as as a quote-unquote person who knows stuff about Star Wars collectibles, but I know Jack about Star Wars costumes, you know, <laughs> okay. Ben Cooper or whatever the heck they are. I, I will say that a few months back, Todd. Todd emailed or texted Fluffy and me and he said what did he say? I think he said you know it's rare that you find a Ben Cooper costume that's in really good condition. <laughs> for some reason, Fluffy thought that was the funniest thing he ever heard. So for, <laughs> for two weeks or so afterwards he would just send me a text saying you know with a quote like you know it's really rare that you find a Ben Cooper costume that's in really nice condition (laughs) probably because todd is probably one of the three or four people in the universe who would come up with a comment like that yeah (laughs) well just like he's probably the the only person in the universe who has tens of thousands of of salacious crumbs and java pipes
3: yeah
1: (laughs) well you, you are uh you did unearth some clippings did you want to talk about that
6: unearthed some
1: what? Some clippings from... uh, Or is that you, Steve, who unearthed the clippings Uh, about Halloween? Oh, that that was
6: just... Yeah,
2: that was me. Yeah, that was... In, in support of the, the costume Did you talk. see
6: that? They're like, oh, popular costumes this year include Hitler. Yeah, <laughs> yeah
2: okay, so that, that that's the quote that immediately jumped out to me. I, I don't know if – should we just read it now? Um, yes, go ahead, Steve. Okay, Okay. So, wait, wait, wait. So, so this, this
1: is from Seattle, yeah.
2: 19, uh,
1: Halloween 1977,
2: right? Yeah, yeah. So this was in a an Associated Press article that apparently got a lot of exposure, but it, it leads with – Richard Nixon is in short supply and there's more demand than supply for Adolf Hitler. <laughs> but the real stars of Halloween costume rush are Darth Vader, Princess Leia, Chewbacca, and C-3PO. I'm like, I'm just like what?
6: <laughs> Wait, <laughs> it's like, ah, uh, the 70s.
1: Is there... What's there yeah. really... Could you actually pull... I'm going to go on eBay.
0: I, right yeah. Now. I'm
1: going to look up a vintage Hitler Halloween costume <laughs> and see what comes yeah. in. Vintage... Yeah. Because demand... Vintage. It, it's, yeah. Hitler, Halloween there's two L's in Halloween, right? Hallow one O, oh, right? Halloween costume. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Vintage, Hitler, Halloween costume. Will anything pop up? No. Nothing. Not a single Nothing. thing. Oh, okay, boy. so he- here's a question. Has anyone ever seen an Adolf Hitler? <laughs>
6: Halloween costume <laughs> like, for, for children <laughs> uh, could you just imagine that in the 70s like you know in Seattle somebody walks into the Halloween costume store and they're like do you have any Hitler it's like oh no we're all out of Hitler we do have some goybels <laughs> yeah. and you can pick up some holocaust accessories in aisle 3 if you'd like but we're all out of Hitler costumes it's like yeah. <laughs> who dresses yeah. a Hitler for Halloween
1: uh, yeah yeah <laughs> uh, well, I- I'm going to continue with the article. Retailers here okay. say they just can't get enough facsimiles of the characters from the hit movie Star Wars. Even R2D2, the waist high, trash can shaped robot, is selling out. <clears throat> uh, at Brocklands, customer Cheryl Avis says the company has done brisk business in black capes like the ones worn by evil Darth Vader. Braids like the fair Princess Leia are selling well too. At Champions display and costume, Virginia S. says customers seem to buy a lot of gold and silver grease makeup to create their own C3PO and R2D2 robots. The biggest problem is Star Wars masks, comma which sell for about forty dollars each. Art- article <laughs> over.
6: <laughs> forty dollars back then was like that's like a yeah that's fifty dollars or something. That's pretty steep. Money.
2: Yeah, I mean, I guess they must be referring to the, the Don Post stuff, because that, yeah, that was, the, the Ben yeah, Cooper stuff was, was not not that expensive.
1: Um, well, yeah. well seeing, yeah. seeing as we're going uh, all halloween Ron, have you ever dressed up as a Star Wars character for Halloween?
6: I don't think I did, no. I don't know why you think that would have happened. Probably because I remember not really liking those, Ben Cooper costumes very much even as a kid. There's probably a, me.
2: a good reason for that.
6: Yeah, I do remember yeah. I had a friend who dressed as an Ewok, and it was one of those like where his mom had to sew the whole thing, and it looked mm-hmm. really lifelike. And I remember thinking that was a really good costume. And but my mom was like not going to invest all that time in sewing those things together. So I guess it was a case of not liking the easily available ones, and also mm-hmm. not having a mother who was going to sew together some really complicated one so uh i can't even remember what i dressed as for so much for halloween probably just your standard monster stuff
1: right well i but mean no Star Wars. yeah the the only in my family there's pictures of my brother's homemade halloween costume of like darth vader and c-3po and it's like yeah. super budget and bad looking
6: um I did dress as like a spaceman, like a budget spaceman one year. And I took a beer ball that my dad had had from some tailgate and I cut a hole in it to where it was like over my head. And man, that was a bad idea. Cause that thing stunk like beer. <laughs> 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 walk around with it.
3: <clears throat> yeah. That was a
6: really yeah. bad costume.
2: How
1: about
6: you,
3: Steve? I never,
2: I don't have, I never did for Halloween. My, my brother had this really, really awesome paper mache, R2 that my mom and older brother had made for him which was pretty ingenious I, I have a, a photo of that somewhere but she kind of built a uh, where he would stick his arm out like to get candy or they could also like this disp- like deposit candy in a little compartment on it. it was pretty pretty great but um no I I uh I think I dressed as Darth Vader for like my third birthday but that that's about it I think
6: no no Halloween well it's a better idea than Hitler anyway yeah
1: oh <laughs> yeah. uh, well cool could, well, could
6: you imagine just dressing as Hitler and ringing someone's doorbell being like trick or treat do you have some Snickers like what the heck yeah it's just a strange idea
3: it, it, yeah
1: it, it, truly, it really is a weird thing
6: <laughs> yeah well it's in the paper so it must be true
1: yeah well cool Ron I'm sure we'll find some reason to talk to you next month Um,
6: I'm sorry sorry Todd has let you down
1: well we don't even know what next month is see this is episode 85 but we've already recorded episode 86 I don't think episode 84 even exists we're we're spinning out from all different dimensions and times we don't really know what's going on but yeah,
3: yeah
6: what's going on how come the the podcast is in such flux here cuz your computer died
1: yeah that really that really did a, a number cuz like i like first of all i lost the entire episode that we recorded right so yeah like, it was like i had mostly edited it so it was you know three or whatever it was like a good 10 hours of work and with interviews with Mathieu and uh rospar Right? No, do, no, we didn't talk to us. Matthias, Barf.
2: Matthias,
1: Ma, yes, Matthias and Mathieu, and it was really good. And then we talked to our Instagram guy, who, <laughs> I swear to God, it's been six months that we've been meaning to get him out there. We've interviewed him now twice, and we lost everything. I lost all the sound drops. I lost the, the original ha. Huh? Um, so I'm yeah. Oh wow.
6: That's
1: and a and then loss, man. And then the main thing about that is that I then lost all my lesson plans. So like all of the work that used to be a lot easier, I now have to do over again. Um, so I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm really like just working all the time. So,
6: hmm. well, hopefully you figure it out, you know, get it back on the ball. Looking forward to hearing the next episode. Yeah. Hey, it, 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 when Hitler says trick or treat, what do you think the trick is? That's <laughs> it's true.
3: Uh,
1: uh.
6: <laughs> World domination.
1: Yeah. Well, what's the treat? That's probably even worse.
2: You yeah. Know? Uh, who starts
1: a
6: I thing? Know, I, about... think, I think Hitler. Hitler probably likes Milky Ways. I think he's probably good with that.
1: Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll have to figure out what kind of candy does Hitler like. If you like it, put it in the comments.
6: Uh... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've been watching oh, way oh, too God. many
1: YouTube people.
6: <laughs> good in <and> plenties. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, all right, guys. I hope Todd comes through when you get to do the the Ben Cooper stuff. I'd help you out with that if I could, but I, I don't know much about it.
1: All right, cool. Well, thanks thanks for talking with us about uh, swamps, feral children, uh, Hitler kids. <laughs> um,
6: yeah. Well, I hope those are spooky enough for you. All right. Man.
1: Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right see you well, Have a good Halloween. Yeah. happy Halloween, Ross. All
6: right. See ya
7: junior
0: prom Excitable ooh, boy, they all said Excitable boy And he raped ooh, her and killed her Then wow, he took her home Excitable ooh, boy, they all said Excitable boy Well, he's just an excitable boy After ten long years They let him out of the home
1: All right, well, well, that was talking to, to Ron. Why does everybody in this hobby's name begin with R and O? <laughs> That's a, a holy exaggeration. But we're, yeah. we're going to call Bam Shabam Ross Cuddy. Yes. Um, the Canadian Garden Gnome.
2: <laughs> What's his name? The Goblin? I think I think we'd settled on the the Goblin. Yeah. The
1: Goblin, the bad Canadian. <laughs> I think the Canadian Garden Gnome is better than the <laughs> Goblin. Um, <laughs> so we're going to try calling him and he apparently has a spooky story to tell. Is that correct? Yes, I, I believe so. So, all right. So I'm going to, Oh, wait a minute. I'm going to add him to this. Wait, are you there? Yeah. Yes. Okay. okay. I'm going to add Ross
5: Cuddy. Bam, I mean, one is, is what I call, um, a picker's tail picker's tail basic experience so alright are you ready for a picker's tail we are ready alright so uh, Canada we don't really have Craigslist we have something called Kijiji <laughs> K-I-J-I-J-I yeah I know um, so uh, you know like a good collector I will scour the Kijiji ads looking for Star Wars stuff and uh, you know, you, there's always tons of crap on there, right? But uh, so uh, there's this one ad I came across, and it was uh, you know vintage Star Wars toys, uh, six thousand dollars,
3: mm. and I
5: was like, uh, okay, well that you know that's that's attention getting, right? I mean, chances are he, you know what he has is not worth six thousand dollars, but you know you can't pass up any opportunity, so. Uh, I message uh, I message the seller, and uh, we arrange a time, and he you know he, and he gives me the address, and um, so it was about this time of year, so it, you know it, it's um, it's a little cool out and it gets dark quick, and I you know I think I was going to his place about seven seven p.m., so it's getting dark in that, and the address is um, I mean I live just outside of a larger. Well, by Canadian standards, larger urban center, uh, 200,000 people. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I noticed the address. The addresses is pretty. I mean, it's right in the you know uh, the heart of like the slum of 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 the city. Like it's that it is a it is a it is a bad neighborhood. I mean, it's a very old neighborhood. It's probably gone through two or three rejuvenations over the years, and it's just fallen into complete chaos and, and disrepair so already I'm just like uh great you know like I don't I don't particularly want to travel here and go to some stranger's house but you know uh, I'm kind of thinking already how this is going to go but uh again um you know the power of collecting force is strong and yes. it you know pulls you into these dark realms that you would not normally want to go um so okay so um I go there and uh, you know it's got a you know elegant address like thirty thirty third 33rd street and you know avenue b because you know way back when the, the the pioneers you know just it was like you know one two three four five and a b c d e so you know it's just this old year so i i go there and it's a corner house and it's an old uh victorian style house and it has a large sort of enclosed porch around the front and of course uh, the street lamp is blown out and you know <laughs> there's garbage blowing everywhere and there's you know cats howling in the distance and, and the lights of sirens way off on the horizon and, and and whatnot so I'm like great you know so I walk up and I, I go go into the um, go through the porch go to the front door and I I knock on the door, and I hear this uh, husky female voice, you know, that says, Go to the back door! <laughs> and uh, I'm like, oh, oh okay. And, and so, you know, I, I, I go around, I go to the back door, and I'm just kind of standing there, and then I, I kind of see this, like, shadow behind, like, this old fogged-up piece of, you know, Victorian glass in the door, And and, and then I hear this guy's voice, and he's like, Go to the front door. And I'm like, Oh <laughs> Okay. So I, I go to the front door, door the front and door. um I wait there for what what seems like an inordinate amount of time. You know, uh I go to the front door and um I wait there for what what seems like an inordinate amount of time, you know, um like It seemed like I was there for like 15 minutes. I mean, it probably was only two or three minutes, but, you know, and I'm hearing, uh, you know, muffled voices from coming from inside the house and, you know, a couple bangs and, uh, you know, stuff like that. I'm just like, what the? You know, I'm already starting to get creeped out, right? But I was just like, oh, man, I, you know, I got to see what this vintage Star Wars he has, you know. And uh, so the door opens and, uh, you know, this, uh, you know, normal looking guy is 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 standing there and uh i'm just kind of looking at him and he's looking at me and and then we just have this you know awkward silence right and i'm like uh you know hi i'm i'm here to see the star wars toys (laughs) and uh you know it's kind of like you know pickers are kind of like uh, vintage star wars collecting pickers are like vampires you have to be invited into the house right so (laughs) Okay. Uh, so, you know, he's like, yeah, he goes, yeah, you know, come in. And then and then I hear, like, this husky female voice coming from, like, back, like, further back in the house. And it's like,
3: I told him to use the
5: back door. And I'm just like, oh, shit. And then he goes, shut up. And I'm like, oh, my God, okay. You're like so, in the
1: middle of a divorce.
5: Yeah, I, I, I don't know. So I enter into this. Uh, I don't know, I mean, this large sort of area, you know, um, parlor area, and um, uh, he shuts, the, you know, of course, he you know, he quickly kind of moves behind me and, and, like, shuts the door, and there's, like, two or three bolts, and I'm just like, holy, like, what the, you know, I I, I look over my shoulder, and I'm just like, oh, oh okay, like, that was fast. And, um, you know, this, this it, 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 the whole scene is just kind of creepy, because it's like... Just a mix of like really old furniture, and and the lighting is kind of like deep yellow. Like everything's lit with like a yellow bubble uh, figure. You know what I mean? Like it's like, it's like it's just like that piss yellow, and it's just like oh, like everything's just kind of like grungy. And this this woman, a, a very very large woman wearing shorts and a wife beater top, kind of like emerges from the back. You know just slightly out of the shadows into the light so she's just barely, barely highlighted as you know, as a person and, and she's holding like a two headed child. And then I realized, no, she's got two two kids sort of under one arm. And it looks like a two headed child. And I'm just like, oh my God And she's just standing there. And then there's um like an old lady kind of like very classic scene, like in a rocking chair and she's just kind of like rocking there and like looking at me and she's got this like distant grin look on her face and she's just rocking back and forth and there's no TV on or anything like that. There's an old guy with an eye patch sitting on a couch <laughs> and, and this, guy, this guy like he must be the grandpa he's either either dead or he was like in an industrial desiccator accident I don't know, I don't know which but he was just like like sitting there and then there is a kid on the floor, probably about four or five, and he's playing. I mean, it looks to me like it's an, like a, a dog skull, but it, it's like some like old, weathered, um, deflated uh, ball of some sort, and he's, he keeps on calling it Skippy, and he's like, Skippy, 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 <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm, 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 I'm like, Skippy, oh my.
0: Skippy, Skippy, wake up, Skippy. Wake up. I still wanna play, Skippy. 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 Why don't you wag your tail anymore, Skippy? I love you, Skippy. I love you, Skippy. I love you, Skippy.
5: We go to the door that goes down to the basement and it's like, you know, it, it's one of these, you know, staircases, old houses. just like, you know, an impossible angle that goes down. And there's like a light bulb dangling at the very bottom, and you can't see. It turns to the left, and you can't see what's going going on to the left. And the light bulb's dangling; and it's just kind of hanging there, and it's like dim. And the whole house smells like uh, oh, oh my God! It's 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 like it just smells like old, and then urine, and then blood. Like a mixture of just all that. It's just it's just like disgusting.
0: Skippy, wake up! You my doggie, Skippy. Skippy, wake up, Mama,
5: Mama. Skippy's not waking up, Mama. Right. and so, uh, so I'm expecting to, you know, follow him, and um, so, you know, he opens the door and he's like, you know, go ahead, go down. I'm like, oh yeah, right. Like, you know, you want me to go first, right? And you know, and I'm thinking in my mind is like, you said follow me, so like, you know, you go ahead. I looked at him, so I'm like no, no, it's okay, you go ahead, I'll, you know, I'll follow behind you. He's like, no, no, you go down, because I have to shut the door behind me. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so, anyways, so, so I go down, and, and um, uh, you know, he falls down behind me. And we go into this old dingy basement, and there is stuff, like, strewn everywhere, like, he just, like, laid out all the stuff that he has all this, you know, Star Wars stuff and miscellaneous stuff and it's just kind of like spread out everywhere and there's like a old trunk like on one side and the lid is open and there's kind of some stuff in there. I thought I maybe saw some vintage, but I mean, the most horrifying thing as a picker or somebody who goes on a pick or a find or something like that, you know, especially these scenes off of Craigslist or Kijiji, um, the most horrifying thing that a person can see and I saw it there, and, I, and my heart gets three beats. I mean, what do you think that could be? I, don't I guess know. It's, I don't know. It's it's like it is the most disgusting, horrible, horrific thing you could see me go anyways, it's Star Wars vinyl applause figures. <laughs> <laughs> <It's just> like,
3: <laughs> oh, you know, for,
5: for me, I mean, those are like the the bedbugs of the Star Wars collecting <laughs> community. It's oh. like they are everywhere. <laughs> they are gross. They are disgusting, and I just I just get nauseous every time I see them. I'm just like, oh my god, like, six
1: thousand uh, dollars Canadian.
5: I'm like, vinyl, like applause. I'm just like, oh no, and I'm like, I'm gonna like, and I'm still creeped out by this whole place. It's just like, I'm looking around, I'm trying to see if there's like a, you know, a 1960s massively oversized, you know, freezer that i'm going to be chopped up and put in there and you know <laughs> my skull is going to be rolling around on the floor of somebody yelling skippy skippy skippy, <laughs> so, I
0: got a new skippy. <laughs> thanks mama
5: so i i, I lo- Eagle, and i, I look skippy. at him i'm like oh wow you know you kind of be polite right you know you just like Oh, you have a lot of stuff here looks like you have you know a lot of modern stuff and he's like yeah i know i have some vintage stuff over here so i'm looking through the vintage stuff and um I mean, he's got a standard. He's got like a you know a carrying case full of you know well used figures and that and and, um, and then I see something that kind of sticks out and it's a it's a transition sticker you know like a very like the Canadian transition stickers right right and so
1: uh, so that that was a sticker that was placed on Empire Strikes Back figures and it was a Return of the Jedi sticker they only did it in Canada and it was a way to sell figures and they're really pretty rare and pretty awesome
5: right and so. I'm like, oh wow, and I and I and I pull out the figure, and then I'm like, I'm like at first I'm like, you know, the whole situation is creeping me out, and I pull out the figure, and I'm, you know, I'm excited to see this transition figure. and I pull out the figure, and it just it's a Luke Jedi, and I'm like, what? I'm just kind of like taken aback. Wait, one that there was actually, yeah, I know, I know. Huh?
1: Transition.
5: Yeah, and I'm like, why? Why is a transition sticker? On a Luke Jedi, like it—it didn't make any sense in my mind. I'm just like, this is confusing. Am am I alive? Are are these the last images I see as my brain is dying? Have I already been bonked over the head? (laughs) And and my my brain is making things up because you know it's it's lacking oxygen and I'm you know I'm going into that dark night and I'm just like, I I don't know what this is. Like I just like I know what it is, but I don't know what it is. And so I'm very confused and I kind of look at him with like a stunned look and I mean, it wasn't the greatest condition. It was a little beat up and I mean, the sticker didn't look like it had been ripped off something and put on something I'm just like, wow, this is like interesting. So, you know, I, and I, so I kind of put it down, you know, cause you don't want to like show that you're too interested or anything like, with, you know, just like, ah, oh, yeah, whatever. So, you know, inevitably having you come to the point where you're, you know, you talk about the price of the collection and I'm just like, uh, i said okay well you know you have a few things here and i you know i, I would probably buy them from you but i said you know six thousand dollars i mean that's uh you know i couldn't i said i couldn't even offer you like you know even remotely close to ten percent of that you know nice. sort of stuff right and he's just like well yeah no i, I knew i wasn't going to get six thousand dollars and um um I just put that on there, you know, to get interest. I'm like, yeah, well, okay, of course. Yeah. And um, he's like, well, I've already been offered $600. You know, the standard thing. It's like, wow, magically, you know, you know what I said, I wouldn't even be able to, willing to pay, you know, that's what you've been offered, right? Right. And so, you know, that's a very classical sort of, you know, negotiation thing. I'm just like, you know what? I just looked at him I said, if you can get $600 for this stuff, you know, take it around, call that person, pack this all up, you know, do what you can, get it, so. And uh, he's like, yeah, okay, and I'm like, so then there's, you know, a, a strange sort of, you know, awkward silence again, and and I'm like, well, I, I guess I should go now, and uh, so I make my way back to the stairs, and of course he's, like, falling behind me, and I'm still expecting to get bonked over the head and then i get to the top and i wait and the scene is the same the the lady is in the kitchen and the the one-eyed old guy is on the couch and the old lady is in the rocking chair and the kid is playing with skippy and the whole place smells like old and blood and urine and uh so we get to the top and i um i go towards the front door and then the, the lady yells again she's like use the back door and I'm like, Oh my god, I can so then the guy comes up, he's like Shut up and then he takes me, he goes up to the front door and then and then he lets me go and then and I basically run and leave. But uh, the haunting part of that whole collecting story is, is just like the loop and I and I didn't even think to take a picture at the time, right? Like I'm just like, uh and the, is that loop jetty with the transition sticker. Huh. And it just kind of was just like, why does that have a transition sticker? That makes no sense. And it was a Canadian Luke, Canadian Luke Jedi. as a transition sticker. So that's my Picker's Tale.
1: Wow. And so you still have it? No, I never bought it because he wouldn't sell anything. So it was a Luke
5: Jedi with a transition sticker? That That is weird. It was a Lu- yeah, and that's what haunts me. I was just because I think about it, to, you know, uh, to this day, and I'm just like, what? Like, what was that? But and no, he. It was for him. Like, it, it was like all or nothing. Like there, there was no, you can take this or you can take that, or it was just, no. I, I've been offered six hundred dollars for everything, and and that's it. I'm just like, I knew I wouldn't be able to get anywhere with him because I said, you know, I'd be interested in just in this and that. And he's like, no, no. So, man. Yeah, so.
1: Uh, that's that's good. That's that's better, Steve, than my uh than my uh, my story with the McPoils, but
2: uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that yeah that is a uh, that's pretty creepy. Yeah,
5: it is. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and, it, and again, the the collecting, the haunting collecting image <laughs> is, is is that transition, the transition loop, the transition yeah. loop.
2: Yeah, now, d- like, did it really it makes- exist?
1: I don't. know That's that's
2: that's the question, right? That's just like I man. Know.
5: <laughs> what yeah i know was it just something that maybe you know maybe i don't know there's there stickers left over or wherever and they just kind of slapped it on and they got new waves is it just you know or was it i i, I don't know but it was it was just bizarre because i, I remember when i, I mean, when i looked at it it was just like this i mean i was excited because it was vintage and but then I was just like this this doesn't make sense my my whole brain is just like this does not compute this does not compute and I'm just like what like what is this so and I didn't even think I didn't even think to like take a photo of it at the time so
1: awesome well th- thank you and uh, yeah no and problem. we'll we'll uh, I, I don't how do I end this Steve? how do I say <laughs> I don't know what we'll do we'll talk to you later <laughs> that
2: usually works, guy yeah, it usually works. play you le- play you later. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds
1: good. All right, Steve. So it's a week later. It's a third year later. We're a little bit closer to spooky, spooky Halloween. Um, yes. I don't know if I have enough time to do a cool intro to the show. I, I tried to like find like a theremin sound. I don't know if I'll be able to. But,
3: um,
1: you're trying to not watch a baseball game because the Los Angeles uh, Dodgers of Anaheim are playing. Um, and Steve, is the game on and you're just watching with the sound off?
2: uh no uh we'll we'll see if i can get it going i I did i was hoping so but not not as of right now no
1: don't steve come on
2: (laughs) don't do it (laughs) i have this
1: whole catastrophe with shopping for the boy scouts and stuff like that yeah yeah and uh but you know what i it turns out i stress out too much so let's just relax (laughs) let's get in the halloween
2: spirit steve Yes, Let's, I think that's a good idea. <laughs> I, I
1: want everyone listening, you know, in their cars or on their lawnmowers. It's a little bit late in the season. With their rakes, just roll your right shoulder three times clockwise, <laughs> roll it three times counterclockwise, do the same with your left shoulder. Okay? And just relax. Yeah. Because um I need to relax. So you need to relax, yeah. listeners. Okay? Stop freaking out on me. <laughs> All right, so why don't we talk to Todd T.C. Chamberlain about yes. Ben cooper masks? I've been really excited about this for a long time.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, he's, uh, I think, as Ron pointed out, I think if there's anyone to talk to. I think Todd's the guy. So
1: He is. So we'll do that, and then we'll hopefully get one more spooky story. So let's see if I can add Todd right onto this, right onto this little thing that we're having here. Todd yeah. Chamberlain. And I'm going to hit add. Okay, now I'm recording again. We're calling Todd. I hope I don't have to leave a message. Because <laughs> last time I did that, it was.
4: Hello. Hey, Todd. Oh. I guess it's such a dry opening this time, huh?
1: <laughs> yes, it is. We're, we're just making sure it wasn't like a, a voicemail. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh,
4: you, you, bur- you burned yourself out last week when well, I, well, I did that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
1: Well, Todd, we're we're really excited to talk about Ben Cooper costumes, and I don't know if we want to talk about costumes in general because the world of Star Wars costuming is so vast. So why don't we why don't we try to stay limited to to Ben Cooper costumes? Steve, what's the first question we oh, should start
4: with? The, start with the best, and then deal with the rest, right?
1: Okay, <laughs> so so you'd say they're the best. So so what is Ben Cooper, and <laughs> and and what's the story with them in Star Wars? Uh, 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 costumes
4: all right so ben cooper costumes really were the fit the as a general trend were of the low end of the, the costuming market but they also were the for that reason kind of the dominant player one of the well one of the well i think one of the like three main companies that did licensed uh costumes and real, and i think generally considered being the the primary one, although Collegeville also did a lot of um, licensed costumes. And I mean, for $5, you got a super thin plastic mask that sometimes had a pretty decent character representation. Although I think the R2D2 uh, in the original line looks more like a Cylon, and uh, there's some other uh, oddities throughout uh, the line. But the the She's the coolest part of the Ben Cooper line in my mind is the fact that, especially the early costumes, the uh, the the mode of uh, presenting what the character was was basically to emblazon not not to have a, not to have a a costume a body costume that looked like the character, but to actually just like emblazon their face on it or <laughs> emblazon like their whole their whole image on it. So, uh, if you were if you got the Darth Vader costume, it didn't have You know the image of uh, the controls on his chest, or uh, it just had Darth Vader's bust in bright, uh, (laughs) bright yellow and white lettering. Like it it would say Darth Vader. So just to be sure, you know, you would say Darth Vader. And um, I don't know what their business, what kind of. I mean, that and that was kind of the style of of Ben Cooper costumes overall. Was that if you look at that other line they did that. More often than not, it would not be, it's, you know, today we think about, okay, we're going to make a costume, we're going to make a costume that, you know, that, let's make ourselves look like the character, but uh, the idea was more to kind of, um, so, you know, in, embody the, more of like a, uh, an icon for the character or something right
1: so Um, so i think what we need to do is we need to come up with some terminology for ben cooper costumes so (laughs) i think we should call one of them icon style okay yeah so that will be the picture (laughs) of the character on the vinyl i mean i remember vividly uh getting the triceratops transformer i forget what his name was i don't know Turdlock or something <laughs> and and I remember getting it and liking the mask and thinking, cool, this is a Transformer mask, and then looking and being like, Why is there a picture of me on myself? So so yeah. we, so we can call that the icon. And is that like were they all icons and like the for the say the Star no, Wars run? But for the Star Wars run, were they, they all
4: No, they weren't all like that. And I and to some extent I'm not I can't it's hard to sort out sometimes why what the choices were. I mean, I know that from, uh, from a certain perspective that part of the, the design of these, um, was based around kind of safety concerns, not only like they, but the <laughs> earliest, the earliest star Wars costumes actually were kind of more of a, of a nylon cloth, uh, material or polyester, uh, polyester, um, cloth material that I think was phased out and part for, um, Flame retardant reasons. Uh, I need to double check on that. But and it may have been. But it also could have just been cost. But the the leader costumes were like a vinyl plastic, um, and that's kind of the more uh, general style. But the original Luke and Leia and the earliest major costumes were. It said really felt more like a really really cheap cloth. But then, hmm. but but then even during the Star Wars, even in the seventy eight seventy nine era, they switched over to to doing vinyl for those same oh. characters okay
1: um and, and these definitely it, came out by halloween seventy seven right so we i mean they that was one of the first m- demands met uh in terms of the
4: market yeah. right uh i would you know would want to I double check to make sure that I, but i'm pretty sure that um that that is the case, that they were actually out in time uh, for Halloween. Oh, we know, because we, we've already uh, talked
1: to Ron, and we've determined that they are more popular than Hitler costumes. <laughs> um, that, that's that's according to some newspaper in oh, Seattle. Oh,
4: okay, that's right. They did pull up the press, uh, the press
3: yeah.
4: on that. Right. So, like, the Luke has got artwork that I think is um, unique to the to the ben cooper line that has got basically has the star wars logo um the, the pyramid style logo with like a starburst uh image going off of it and right it's got luke standing and holding a lightsaber up uh on the front of it
3: yeah
1: um yeah. okay so, so it's, it's like th- wait you know what this is like there's a the great web series called uh garfield minus garfield And it's just someone takes Garfield episodes and they erase Garfield. So it's just John Arbuckle talking to himself. And you realize how lonely and desperate he is. So this is the Star Wars logo without Leia. He looks really naked without that woman at his foot. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I've never seen that before. You ever seen that before, Steve? No,
2: no. I'd I'd seen the mask, but I'd never seen what the, the, the play suit or whatever you want to call these things, (laughs) Uh, the the suit look like he, it's like he's wearing his own it's like you said they're kind of like wearing their own t-shirts right of themselves and, yeah and,
1: and this is one of the earliest ones that's it's the, like
2: it, it's like if steve danley went around wearing a steve danley uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah which which yeah. we are going to make for uh, celebration nine so <laughs> it's just going to say steve on it um
4: or just i would be, say you know my my sense is that, that part of the uh, of the reason for the Deco on these was also about brightness of colors because there were, I think there was an intention to make these more visible for kids walking in the dark. Uh, mm, so, right. cause you didn't want the, Johnny so invest- kind of invisible dual- pedestrian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah. Uh, but, uh,
2: so I, anyway, I, yeah, so Todd with when they started going into the the Empire line, they had like the the Star Wars boxes that had Empire stickers on them, and that was still the original Star Wars funky costumes, right
4: yes, although I would say, here's what I would say is uh the packages for so in Ben cooper, the bottom line about Ben Cooper as a company is everything is about thick doing things is. Inexpensively as possible,
3: <laughs> yeah. And
4: so that because uh, I've seen the same thing, I, I, I've uh, followed the Star Trek line that went before this and some other things, and you know, to any extent, I mean, they would reuse uh, packaging from earlier line. Like you can find a, you know, sorry to take us into Star Trek territory, but I mean, you can find the same Star Trek, same Spock costume in there. There's there are some that I've seen that are in. Uh, star Trek specific packaging. Some that are in um, like uh, just a generic science fiction line packaging. and yeah. some that just like say costume. And okay. So in a similar way for Star Wars, uh, you might find, you know, yeah, a character that's got an updated, you know, a Star. It's got, like Boba that has a in a Star Wars box, but then updated with a Star Wars sticker, um, and uh, there's no they are different. they are two different Boba Fett costumes, but I haven't necessarily found a pattern in kind of okay. what is going on yeah. with with those um, when they release this game. Right, but yeah. because there's
1: a there's the there's the Icon Fett costume where <laughs> Fett has this really weird non-looking Fett mask. He actually looks more like the Predator. <laughs> Um, and then and then what should we call the other one, Steve? Like like replica costume. Or... See, yeah, that,
2: that's that's the thing. It's like they start to actually look sort of like the characters' outfits right. for some of the Empire characters. So yeah, like the second Fett that has that Empire Strikes Back box, it looks more like a traditional Boba Fett. Whereas the other one, he's like, <laughs> it's like a weird hybrid. He's kind of got the armor, but he also's got his his own face on there, kind of waving at you weirdly. Yeah. <laughs> and,
4: yeah, it's it's. Well, it's so my strange. guess is that part of this goes back to like a character recognition piece, mm-hmm. and like you know, when Star Wars first, when they were first designing the Star Wars costume, they were thinking, "Does anyone gonna really know who these characters are?" I mean, like, we have to, we've got to spell it out for them. This, yeah, this is Darth Vader, um, <laughs> because people they were maybe they kind of distrusted that that you know the average person is going to look at this and know what it is. Like, so we have to tell you know to tell the parents this is darth vader like oh yeah that's that character my my kid liked but you know that as the movie at, at once star wars kind of proved itself as a as a license that they maybe felt uh more confident in, in yeah. that but then because if you jump forward to the jedi line yeah you know Wick, wicket looks like wicket and right Demorian guard uh, although uh, it, it looks like the guard but then admiral akbar admiral akbar i mean they my thinking is that they looked at Admiral Ackbar. They said, "Is anyone going to really remember who this guy is? Like, we got to come up with some character." And so, uh, Well, right. We'll, we'll, we'll make sure he put his face on the front and say Admiral Ackbar, and that way, people really know that it's Admiral Ackbar. Right. But, so, so to be
1: clear about what Todd's saying, so Wicket, the the vinyl thing that would go over your chest. Just is hair, so it looks like an imitation of hair, and then the mask looks like Wicket, so you'd actually look like an imitation of that. Same thing with the Gomorian guard. But I think Steve, you're right with hybrid. I think there are some where they imitate the actual costume, plus they put the icon on there so that you know who it is. Um, my favorite, definitely, and that's hybrid. Gonna, yeah, yeah is going to be next month's uh, a- episode with Clatu, which we don't talk about. But there's a a Clatu <laughs> a, a costume that is just absolutely the most amazing thing because it, it imitates his sort of uh the, the the leather on his shirt and his tunic and then just this really sad picture of his face staring at you. Um and uh oh actually one second I have to add Steve back on here. He got kicked off. One second. Let's Uh-oh. add him back on here. Steve you back on yet? Steve? Steve Steve Uh, Let's see, Steve, you back on? Steve? I don't want to edit this Steve, I'm not editing the show, you got to answer Steve. All right, we'll give it one more shot and then... uh... Hey, sorry about that. All right, you back Steve?
3: Yeah, can you guys hear me okay? so we were just talking
1: about the the hybrid method which is imitation and the icon and our favorite being the Kato. Yes. And then the Klaatu and the Akbar both have something else special about them, Steve. Did you notice that?
2: Well, they have the. Uh, are you talking about the logo on the belt buckle? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, some of these have revenge and some say return, right?
4: Right. So, Akbar, Wicket, uh, Demorian Guard, and uh, Klaatu all. Exist as both, with both Revenge of the Jedi and Return of the Jedi um, variations on, where some place on the costume, usually it's on the belt. I can't remember where it where is, it, it's not showing here on the wicket that I'm looking at, but, um, but wicket's got the same thing too. And you see them in both, Return of the Jedi and Revenge of the Jedi. Yeah. Um, and a lot of times people will, you know, when they're selling them, they'll present them as. Say, prototypes or mm-hmm. production samples, but uh, <laughs> it's pretty clearly documented that these are um, production variations. And, and yeah. my hunch being that they, that trying to get their, for the, you know, they're printing out hundreds of thousands of these costumes. I mean, millions of costumes in total uh, across the country for various lines, and that they probably just had these. These, these were already being produced, and yeah, uh, they didn't bother to just, you know, they probably got the instructions from Lucasfilm to destroy them and, um, just went ahead with it right. because yeah, there's the the definitely seen in retail full packages. The goal of, Co- <laughs> the Being goal about, of said, It's all about yeah. cost savings. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah. and so like, I've never seen a Revenge of the Jedi package for mm-hmm. a, for one of these costumes. Yeah. So it's only um, on the costume
2: itself that that's, that's there. Okay. Right. Okay. And, okay. and if, if
1: you... Todd hasn't seen them, uh, he's like the he's <laughs> well, like that snooty you... librarian in Attack of the Clones. If Todd <laughs> hasn't seen him, it simply doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs>
4: well, I just found out today there is supposedly a Ben Cooper Monkey Man costume for the Indiana Jones movie for Raiders of Love. what?
3: Whoa,
4: that's crazy! I, I I popped onto a a I was on an Indiana... I'm Indiana Jones stuff a little bit too and. Someone had a picture of the Indiana Jones costume, and I thought, I saw something about, oh, yeah, you yeah, know, this is so rare. I've only seen one or two. I thought, that's ridiculous. And then I went back, you know, I you know, I see lots of these around. And then I went through, it's like, no, they're talking about the Monkey Man costume being the one, that's like, yeah, seriously? And like, And multiple people are saying, yes, it's like confirmed to exist. So I need to follow <laughs> up a little bit on that. But, yes, uh, apparently there is a Monkey Man
1: uh, oh, himself. that's that movie with the uh, dwarf guy from uh, Lord of the Rings, right?
4: Anyways, <laughs> um, yeah, that, that one.
2: Oh wait, I, yeah. I have to ask you guys didn't you didn't already talk about the the Morian guards prom king sash? Have you? No, <laughs> no we we, we okay. made sure to
4: save that conversation okay. for you.
2: Oh you know. uh, yeah, I, I mean, I so what I, they all get labels and then, and then they all kind of but that is so clearly like a. Like a a prom king sash for the Gamorrean guard, right? So um, they, to, they took to this chandelier just...
1: and instead of it being yeah. blank, it says Gamorrean guard across it, like oh, Mayor great. Quimby in The Simpsons. how yeah, it right. just says exactly. mayor.
2: Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, I don't know. That it's it's tough picking a favorite, but that that one detail really really speaks to me for whatever reason. <laughs>
1: Now the, the fun thing is, Todd, is that you know we're going to be doing the show next year as well, and I want to—we're definitely going to have you on to talk about international Ben Cooper, to talk about Mexican masks and Canadian masks and French masks because I have all it's those a great Spanish,
4: the Spanish costumes. The
1: Spanish. Spanish so, costumes. so let's just stay with America and let's talk about an item okay. that I finally got. America first, right? Exactly. That's 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 what Steve him. always Sorry. seriously. He texts me all the time. I don't, Steve. What does MAGA mean? You just, anyways. Um, the uh, an item that I've been looking for for a long time and finally got is a Chewbacca disguise kit. Now, is this is this rare or hard to find? Let me describe what it is first of all. It's I I
4: know you describe it better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay,
1: So so it's a it's a plastic bag with an image of Chewbacca with a comically small bowcaster that's really skinny. He's not wearing a bandolier strap. My theory is that he's not wearing a bandolier strap because this is a costume and there's no bandolier strap in the bag. Instead, it just says it has the following items. Star Wars, Chewbacca, for teens and adults. (laughs) Wig, monster teeth, asterisk, face disguise, asterisk, monster teeth and face disguise, made in Hong Kong. Wig, synthetic fiber, made in USA. And it's just got these horrible... Teeth and this face popping out from this little window in this bag, and it took me forever to find one.
2: I was, uh, I was wondering when I first saw it. Like, I wonder if Sky has this. I'm, I'm glad to hear that you do. Yeah, <laughs> I got it maybe five or six months ago. Are, are, are these Man, one? Are okay. these? Are okay. these rare, Todd? Uh, I would say this pretty hard
4: to find. And first, I, I what I like is the, uh, yeah, the image of Chewbacca with he's got this, he's this, I don't know. Goofy, goofy grin on his face that uh, I've never seen in any in in scene. But uh, no, it's definitely not. You know, it's not a rare rarity from the. I don't know. Rare is such a overused term, but it, it's definitely. I'd say rel- considering the, that uh how how uh, prolific Ben Cooper stuff is. That I don't, relative to other items on the line, it's, I don't see any of these. But, right. I, you know, that's what to me one of the things that's interesting about Ben Cooper the Ben Cooper line overall in terms of collectability, is that uh, it kind of fits Ben Cooper to me fit is a category is a subcategory of Star Wars collecting that kind of hits all the right buttons for being something that is interesting to collect because it has on the one hand, it's easy enough to find that it's got low hanging fruit and like you're not gonna You know, if you're going to collect special offer items, I mean, you're going to go, you might go years between, you know, even to get started to find something that you're just going to fill in that collection. But, uh, you know, if you want to collect the Ben Cooper line, you can get a pretty good chunk of it within a short period of time. Um,
1: Previously on
4: the Kivecast. Todd emailed
6: or texted Fluffy and me, and he said what did he say? I think he said, you know, it's rare that you find a Ben Cooper costume that's in really good condition. <laughs> for some reason, Fluffy thought that was the funniest thing he ever heard. So for, for two weeks or so afterwards, he would just send me a text saying, you know, with a quote, like, you know, it's really rare that you find a Ben Cooper costume that's in really nice condition. <laughs> probably because Todd is probably one of the three or four people in the universe who would come up with a comment like that.
4: Yeah. It's hard to... It's actually because they're so cheaply made, it is really hard to find them in super nice condition. Yeah. And that's both from the pack. Like, to find... I mean, I would love to find... To get... To upgrade condition on a lot of the uh, sets that I have. Because even having kind of traded them over multiple times, it's really hard to get a really sharp-looking box and the plastic uh, gets uh, dinged up. But... um and things like the nylon, there the early polyester co- costumes that the costume itself tends to, uh, uh, break, have break in, broken down with age a lot of times. And then, yeah. you know, that, um, but said, even when you find like a costume where literally the, the, you can tell this has never been worn by a kid, someone <laughs> collected about this, but that the cost, that the masks are so delicate that they're just very regularly have, you know, color rubs on the nose, or anything like that. So, to fine something that been really intact uh, is really uh, difficult. And um, and then you've got the, the, all these different variations. What you said, you got the icon version of the fat versus the um, what are we calling it? The uh,
2: yeah. What was the what was the, the next term, Sky? The,
1: <laughs> okay, so there's there's icon replica
4: and hybrid. Right. Right. Okay. Replica. So you got the icon fat, the replica fat. So you've got two different variations there, but then you've also got packaging variations. So there's there's all kinds of things that can keep it, you know. To me, a, a collecting, you know, subcategory gets boring if you can uh, you can go out and you can just like, oh, all right, I can finish this all in six months and I'm done. There's nothing else left to do with it. I mean, I've been uh, picking these up off and on for, I mean, 25 years, but it's only probably been the last, 10 years that I've given a little bit more focus to it, even with that, is just, there are still things that I'm uh, working on and that kind of keep me engaged. You know, I might not chase them real uh, proactively for a while, but, you know, the, I can kind of go back to it and there's something there are things that are interesting to come up. So, um, yeah,
1: and, and a lot of these things are... are You know, some of them they're really cheap and they're poorly made, and they're cool because they're bad, like the first Boba Fett mask.
3: Right. Other things
1: are cool because they're different, like the the drawing of Chewbacca. Which, by the way, on the fun poncho, you guys know I'm straight edge, and you know I love Chewbacca, but that (laughs) that is one stone Chewbacca. That's the answer to that. He is absolutely like, wait, what? I didn't want to say it. I
4: mean, you know, but but I mean, he is
1: literally saying, wait, what? And and. <laughs> I, it, actually, I think you could pretty al- you could alter that bowcaster pretty quickly to look like I don't know some kind. of... <laughs> Anyways, uh, but then there's actually like moments of beauty too. I mean, like the Tuscan Raider mask has a has a fair amount yeah. of uh, detail to it, and it's I mean hard to do well. The Princess Leia mask is. Uh, you know, the nose is a little bit piggish, but it's, it's pretty good. You know, like some, some of them. Yeah. Um, I, I know one of my difficulties is yeah, just, and actually, well, and the Tuscan
4: yeah. Raider is another, is an example of another kind of twist on all this is that. So most of what you see are the costume sets that are, you know, it's the vinyl, the vinyl or um, polyester costume with, with the mask. Right. But they actually also sold. Some of those characters were sold as separate Masks, just, right, right. Where you, where like, it just—it's priced as like I think I've got something that says a dollar twenty nine for you know, that mask, yeah that plastic mask. And Tusken Raider is a case where they never made a Tusken Raider costume; they only sold the standalone mask. <laughs> uh, wow! Yeah, it. yeah,
2: that is that is awesome. Is there <laughs>
1: anything that's considered like the holy grail of Ben Cooper collecting? Like, what's the the most sought after or most valuable thing?
4: Oh, <laughs> most valuable? Uh, yeah, I I don't know that that's a thing. Okay. <laughs> in, the, in the Ben Cooper line, uh, uh, you know the things that I've well, I've seen people ask as much as a hundred dollars for one of those boxed uh, Revenge of the Jedi characters. I don't know that I've actually confirmed one selling at that, but you know I've seen them sell, sell for fifty to seventy five dollars. Um, I probably have sold them for yeah, fifty or sixty dollars, um, mm-hmm. but they're are one of those things where I would say they're hard to find. They're, they definitely, uh, I probably see, you know, three times as many Return of the Jedi versions um, of those characters as Revenge of the Jedi, but I still see you know quite a few yeah. of those. You know, Boba Fett stuff is uh, you know, these some of them you can still find. You can find a well, effect costume for probably $20 or uh, $25 in, you know, okay conditions, you know, a really immaculate box, you know, someone might pay, pay a premium. But, it's, again, that, that's to me, again, what makes it a fun line is because even when you're talking about things that are what I would consider to be, you know, what well, I would even say, like, well, this is hard, really hard to find. Uh, you know, I want somebody, Dan Flair, and I think were asked about that, like, what's something you think is a really, really – an underrated production item and I, you know, I thought, you know, truly, truly mint uh, Ben Cooper costumes or, like, Adam Joseph Banks. I mean, Adam Joseph Banks <laughs> are all over the place. But I mean, I can't think of the last time I saw one that I would say, like, wow, yeah, that looks like it just freshly came out of a, uh, out of a case. I mean, they just, the kind of thing that people didn't care about that much and they were meant to be, I mean, they were, again, there were low-end items that weren't uh, have never been highly sought after, and so they just haven't been uh, set aside and cared for in the same way. But so uh, so basically, this is My, this is
1: kind of like the the models that we were talking about with Mark and and Ron. That it's right. like they're. If anyone ever decides to start collecting these, I bet there 'll be all kinds of discoveries about what 's rare and what 's not and there 'll be things that people are buying right now for twenty bucks that 'll be worth a thousand if people actually cared about them but there 's just not enough not enough demand to figure out all the differences you know, like how hard is it to find a uh, luke x wing uh, costume in a Jedi box versus an empire box i mean there's a chance that one of those is really rare and the other is not, and... The only person who would know is on the phone with us right now, and and he's not either. Well, he's not Duncan, telling us.
4: Duncan, Duncan, this stuff really well too. Um, I mean,
1: right? But but I, I, either he doesn't know or he's keeping it a secret all to himself. So I don't know. I <laughs> I, I think if someone here is listening, okay, you can be a well.
2: Uh, I no I definitely need to get an Akbar. It's something yes. I've always you know been meaning to pick up, but this is a really a good reminder.
4: I'll tell you Akbar. In terms of the mask I mean that is mm -hmm. That's I have multiple Costumes right now But they're Without masks.
2: Oh Uh, Okay
4: So It's one that Uh After I said I bought A couple different Batches of costumes Within the last Couple years And That was the one That I do not even know That I still have A really nice one to, To go with My Stuff But you know They said they're Variation like we haven't talked about the fun ponchos, <laughs> uh, <laughs> which is exactly what it describes. I mean, is a yeah a poncho well, poncho full of fun.
1: We we've actually <laughs> talked a lot about fun ponchos on the show, so we're, we're gonna we're gonna leave that I'm, out. I'm
4: sorry, I missed the fun. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. Yes. Okay. <laughs>
1: It's it's okay Todd. We can't expect you to listen to every show, but yes, we we love the Fun Poncho's. Um so good. Well, I we unfortunately have to get to another interview uh pretty quickly here, but Steve, do you think there's I mean, we left so many stones unturned because we haven't gone across the pond or north of the border south of No, the yeah, yeah. But yeah. but I think yeah. as far as as Ben Cooper, I think if anyone wants to be a Kivecast hero, a Kivecast super freak, this is your goal, okay? Put together a run of Ben Cooper masks. Put together a complete run by October 2018, okay? <laughs> and you will, we'll put you on the show, and you'll tell us how much did it cost to put the run together. What was hard? What was easy? You probably want to start in November, um, and and if you want to be on the show and you want to like do something cool, I bet it wouldn't cost you more than five or six hundred bucks to get like a really awesome ben cooper collection so you could come on and tell us about your experience what do you think steve think we'll get anyone to do it
2: i i, I like this idea um yeah why not I, and, you
1: never know. and you'll get you'll get to uh to be the official judge for the costume contest at the kive party
2: <laughs> there we go <laughs> all
1: right awesome is there anything else you you need to tell the world todd about the fun pon about the, not the fun poncho but about ben cooper <laughs>
4: Uh, no, I think I think that's that's pretty that's pretty good for now. Awesome.
1: Well, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah. Um, Thanks. Tom. Once again, everyone should go to uh, the toy chamber to buy toys from you and not from jerks because you are cool <laughs> and you know your stuff and you're a collector and you care and you're not some fly by night dimwit who's uh, f- hosting Facebook live auctions of Black Series figures. <laughs> Um, um I see you guys out there on facebook you're not real dealers, okay? Just because you have a camera and like tinted sunglasses doesn't make you a toy dealer
4: is this, is this, is this is this not the time to talk about uh, talk about uh facebook battling
1: no well, you know what we will say this uh Facebook battling is a thing that happened since Steve and I last recorded, as far as I know yeah uh, this is yeah i had never never heard of it at okay. all this is a thing of where people buy raffle tickets to win star wars toys and i'm just going to say this once don't do it don't support it don't buy it just don't we don't come across on the show steve we don't come out against a lot of stuff we don't like but this is horse hockey pure and simple it will destroy the hobby if we let it don't
2: do it that that and DraftKings. never do DraftKings. <laughs>
1: Yes. Draft, don't do DraftKings because it's all just gambling. Just don't gamble. Or if you gamble, go to the Seneca Niagara Casino and play, you know, blackjack with uh, Aaron, who's a space freak, you know? Yeah, right. I mean, if you're going to gamble, gamble. Don't have fun with things you love like baseball and Star Wars. Yeah.
3: <sighs> right.
1: anyways good well we need to talk to the lame cools about uh an exciting haunted find and uh, we heard a little bit about a haunted find you are a part of todd so you'll have to listen to the episode and hear what rod said uh, what ron said about you um. <laughs> oh yeah,
3: okay
1: <laughs> all right cool all right have a good night i'm talking about ben cooper masks it, it yes. seems like there's a lot to say and not a lot to say at the same time
2: <laughs> yeah i think i think that's it like worked itself out perfectly there in terms of uh and what we covered I think it's just enough but when you see the pictures yeah, you, you yeah. definitely you'll, it'll all come together
1: yes especially with the Cast Challenge who is going to <laughs> yes. get, go out there and by the way if there's 10 of you who do it all 10 of you get to be on the show, okay? It'll be a Ben Cooper jamboree <laughs> in, uh, yes. in October 2018. Because these things are great. You know, maybe you have a cool way of displaying them. Hey, maybe one of the grading companies wants to show that they do the best job of grading Ben Cooper things. Like, you know, <laughs> like, um, we haven't really talked about CAS on the show, but they do lots of stuff where they dissect things and display it interestingly. Like, wouldn't it be cool if they had, like, a... Like a, a, a Boba Fett box, and then like the mask, and then the thing would be like six feet tall, and then all <laughs> be like acrylic. Like a- oh, you got cut off, Steve. You were guessing something, and then you got cut off. Oh, Steve. This was going so well. This was the best part of the show, and now I have to call you back. Oh. Hey, sorry. Steve, the... F- eagle's nest is not working it's, out for you no it's not what okay. is going okay. on here stop All watching right. baseball Okay, I'm not, I'm now, not. <laughs> now we gotta get the Lemcool brothers I don't know if it's cool or Lemcool. doesn't really matter we're gonna call them and they are the reason that we had this whole haunted spooky episode so if you like it uh, thank them uh, if you dislike it uh, blame Steve so um, <laughs> I'm going to add L-E-M I'm gonna add Ryan And I'm going to add, L-E-M, Sean. And we will see how this works. Sky here. I wanted to let you know that everything you are about to hear with the Lemkool brothers was spontaneous. None of it was planned in advance. It was all a surprise to me how real it is. All right, so we're dialing. We're gonna see if they're gonna answer.
8: Yep. And How's it going? Hello. We got you guys. Hey.
6: What's going on? How do on?
8: I sound? This is Ryan. Does Ryan sound good?
1: Uh, yes, Ryan, you sound wonderful. All right, awesome. And, and So you sound clear
7: enough to hear yourself in third person.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. That sounds weird. So your, your guys' voices are, are close enough to my ears that if you do the thing of pretending to be the other person, I just won't know at all. So... <laughs> And and actually, you both kind of sound like Fratastic Pete. So I'm getting a little bit a little bit weirded out here. Am I wrong, Steve? <laughs> yeah, I think <laughs> I can. Yeah. <laughs> I think the three of you need to start a radio station just because you all have radio voices. Uh oh. well, thank you. Yeah,
7: I have a radio face too. So that's perfect. <laughs>
1: Anyway, so Steve and I were just talking about it and we're we're recording now for the episode that the whole idea of having an episode dedicated to Halloween was actually thanks to you. So I think it was it you, Sean, who posted about that on, on Facebook?
7: I believe it was, yeah.
1: Okay, so you just said that you had a scary story and that we should do a story about scary finds and Steve and I have been kind of floating around aimlessly, not really able to figure out what our next episode is. Um, (laughs) I guess I should, I should have said that, but I said it anyway. Um, So you guys have a story about a truly spooky find. I've never even heard it. So, so let's, let's, let's hear the story.
8: Technically I have one and then Sean has one, I believe as well.
1: Okay. Well then let's go alphabetically and start with Ryan.
8: Oh, cool. The younger guy goes first. (laughs) <laughs> All right, so my story begins on a dark night. no, I'm kidding no Ooh. actually it um it was a nice day outside, uh, believe it or not, and kind of chilly. but I arrived at the guy's house, and keep in mind, the guy's house kind of looked like um kind of a small version of the Adams family house
1: okay and and, uh, and this is in Cincinnati
8: yes, yeah, it's on the west side. um... Wait. Can can
1: I say one more thing about Cincinnati? Cincinnati is a legitimately scary place, the downtown. Because during the 70s, everyone like left the center of the town and left all these Victorian beautiful houses to go into like ruin and, and disrepute. So there's plenty of haunted houses in the middle of Cincinnati. And so definitely, I can imagine this. So just, okay, I can picture. Sorry, I just need to paint the picture in my head. It's it's a city street and an abandoned Adams family house. Okay, continue.
8: No, it's not not abandoned. This guy actually lives there, believe it or not. (laughs) Okay. And uh, I went on a buy there, and my brother is actually the one that put me in contact with the guy. He's like, hey, go check this out. This guy, uh, he's a... um, basically basically, uh, cleans out houses uh, for people and then he um, you know if he finds stuff they just let him keep it kind of like as a you know like a partial payback for for doing the cleaning of the house so he goes to this house and um, he cleans out the house and he brings back a bunch of toys and so I go over there I meet up with the guy and I'm like okay cool so you do kind of like a a reclamation type thing so you go and you clean out houses like yeah here's what I found so he pulls out like two giant black trash bags on his back porch and uh it looks always legs. ends
7: up well when you pull out giant black trash bags <laughs> yes yeah, no, you know you, so you treasure in, stored very safely in black trash bags. yeah we, we, we've <laughs> all
1: oh, seen the jinx
8: <laughs> exactly or, or or a dead body you, know, you don't know so but that's kind of where I'm getting at this is a dead body is involved we'll get there in a second so I'm on the back porch of this house and uh for, for, uh, first of all, I feel like the the, the porch is going to fall through because it's just creaky and just not sturdy.
3: <laughs> and
8: I'm digging into this bag, and everything in this bag has this like brownish, like tarry film over it. Now uh-huh. it's you know it's it's um it's it's, sh- it's the Star Wars uh shuttle, you know the Tidarium shuttle. It's uh, a bunch of loose figures. Uh, there was a Man a Man in there. Um, you know, so I was like, okay, it's stuff that's good. But it's covered in this nasty stuff. So I take my finger, I, I take my thumb, and I I get my thumb wet, and I wipe, you know, a, a little bit of it off, and it comes off. And I'm like, get ready to wipe my finger again to make sure. And the guy's like, No, 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 don't do that. And I'm like, Well, why? And he's like, Well, what I didn't tell you was that these toys were in a house that I did a reclamation uh, work on, and that house had a guy that died in the house, and. The body wasn't found for about six to eight months in the heat of summer. Oh, it, it, oh
0: hold on, oh, hold oh, on.
8: In, in the heat of summer, oh, his body, oh. his body had putrefied in his bedroom, and oh. the 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 stuff on the toys was what had gone into the air and covered everything in the house.
0: <laughs> <You're> <laughs> licking
8: it. So basically, it was like his. His remains came with the toys.
2: Oh my God! It didn't oh.
8: bother me though. <laughs> wow.
1: Now, now do, so, do you still have I still these toys? A lot. Do you have any of them?
8: And um, <laughs> cleaned it very well. Um, but I guess the, the, the horror of the story is, I know for a fact that Sean sold the Amanda Man at Celebration recently. <laughs> <laughs>
7: I I, well, oh, um, I I had no I had no idea that came that lot. I throw everything away, so that's Ryan for it. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, so, whatever exactly. I told him was the opposite
8: of so. So that's that's kind of my horror story. Kind of short but sweet, but not, I wouldn't say short but sweet. But um, <laughs> the uh, the the moral of the story is I buy anything and everything because I don't mind getting my hands dirty. <laughs> um, and you know, it was just it, it did kind of turn my stomach a little bit, and I did kind of. You know, um, you know, uh, puke in my mouth a couple of times while I was cleaning it. Uh, I, I did wear rubber gloves after that, um, and soaked everything in in you know palm olive uh, antibacterial soap. Wow. But uh, but yeah, I mean, it just shows that we're willing to go above and beyond to uh, to to bring toys back out to the
1: market. Now, what, what I would like <laughs> to know is, do you ha- do you know if you have any of those toys left? And do you have them where you know where they are? And can I buy one? <laughs> because I I like um, the idea have, of a purely macabre will, uh, Star Wars toy.
8: I still have a bag of the toys that are not cleaned and they're in Oh my god. Are you serious? Sean is just now finding this out for the first time. And um it's we had. I know for a fact I never cleaned the tidarium shuttle, so if you want an entire shuttle <laughs> covered in a black film well, car. Um. Now you know where to get it, but that's my uh, that's my Halloween story. So that's oh, story.
3: Wow,
1: that Dude. is awesome. Okay, well, if there's a Chewbacca in that bag, uh, I I would definitely love to have a a Chewbacca covered in human remains, um, because right. every, everybody has toys, but who has toys covered literally in a dead guy's filth? <laughs> that is
8: right. Absolutely. Just get it? You know? Get it? I was going to say get it hermetically sealed so it's forever with the toy, you know. Oh,
1: you should Man. send the whole bag to a grading service and have it graded like <laughs> it. like H, you know, for haunted, like an H80 or you know, I mean, be, this is negative. Yeah, be negative. Yeah. B- negative. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
8: Exactly. Yeah. So that's that's my story. So Okay,
1: awesome. Now now let's get let's get shot on there. Although, is there any way that he can be near a microphone cuz at the point now it sounds like he's at the bottom of a cave.
7: Oh, hold on. Let me take my headset off. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to actually. There we go. <laughs> you there? Is that better? Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's okay.
1: wonderful. Oh, okay. God. I
7: don't know how to follow that up. So. All right. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know which one of the stories he was going to tell because we have a couple of them that are. Kind of terrifying, but that one's the one where you kind of want to throw up. And then <laughs> I'm sure anybody that's bought anything from us in the last few years is going to look at it and either have uh, holy water thrown on it or have their house blessed. So, yes. Uh, <laughs> I guess the Roman Catholic uh, Society thanks you, Ryan, for the business you're about to uh, throw their way.
3: Um,
7: <laughs> I don't know. I got I got a couple. Like you know, actually over the weekend. Um, was it over the weekend or the yesterday? Weekend. Weekend. Or was it yesterday? Over yesterday. Over no, so it was yesterday. So yesterday, I was going on PTO all week because I have all these vacation days that I end up burning if I don't use them. And I went to a guy's house, and uh, we're in his basement. And he's been collecting since 1977, so he's accumulated a fair, fairly good amount. And he has these boxes and boxes stacked to the ceiling. And uh, we're starting to uh, pull some of them down a look through them, and we hear a, a, a creaking sound. And it sounded a little bit like running water and then a creaking sound again. And he tenses up. And now let me remind you, this, this guy is a, uh, he, he's a sheriff. Uh, so he works in law enforcement and he, uh, he tenses up. And he goes, shh. And I said, yeah. And he looked at me and he goes, did you hear that? I said, yeah. He goes, that's George. I said, oh, is that your son? And he goes, no, the ghost. <laughs> and I just we kinda look at each other awkwardly for a few seconds and he goes back to picking boxes up and I say, Wait, 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 hold on. You can't just tell me it's a ghost and then you call it George and you go back to looking for Star Wars stuff. I have to hear the story. So he really didn't have a story behind it. He claims that it's a poltergeist, uh it moves things. He has a pair of shoes that have gone missing, uh that he still can't find. Lights turn off, things move by themselves. And The more I think about it, you know how things, uh, you know, sometimes possession or things can take possession of items. He had a few items that we purchased from him that were not in our collection yet, which I plan on keeping. And I always wonder if we ever go to somebody's house where, uh, you know, maybe there was a spirit or something that attached itself to uh, an object and we bring the object home, what would happen? Um, So not to get too far off on tangent, but my house is haunted. And anybody that follows me on Facebook will see every once in a while we post something about it. We have um, we actually pulled it out of the wall, but we used to have um, we used to have Nest cams in our house where we could watch our kids, and if they made noise at night, they could sleep. And we we saw too many orbs and too many things on them, so we just ended up taking them out Good because move. <laughs> it was to the point where our friends were coming over as an oddity to watch it, and. Our kids would scream in the middle of the night. We'd pull up the nest cam, and there was a, you know, about a softball or a small basketball-sized orb floating around their bed. So I always wonder if like anything that I've ever accumulated and brought back to the house has something attached to it. Because I live in a newer house, so there's nothing here before us.
1: Well, uh, well I, I, I guess am, it makes I, you think. Yeah, I am somewhat of a master of the occult. Uh, I've just decided, and you are definitely, you guys both, your collections are both haunted. Um, they're haunted by the spirit of who I call Cinc- Cincinnati Fred, who is the guy who <laughs> who died. That Ryan and the, there's an old children's rhyme, dead, dead Cincinnati Fred, and it goes on like that. And that was the kid who died. That was the man who died, and he putrefied. And you bought his collection. And so it's his spirit and George's spirit, and they're all over your collection rooms. Um, and I think it means that you like. It means that your figures come alive, like Toy Story style, and they have their own little adventures. So I don't think there's any any danger to you guys, um, so except for the Amana Man, whoever bought that Amanda Man is definitely haunted and, and is is going to meet their demise. But uh... well,
7: what's what's really interesting is the more I think about it, and like I'm, I'm and as we're talking about this, I'm going through the timeline in my head, and Ryan bought that collection about three and a half years ago, and that's when our firstborn was. was that's when our our first child was born. And that's when everything <laughs> happened. And he stored that stuff in my garage for like a good month, month and a half before Dad, he ever knew i it.
0: Cincinnati so Ryan, Fred, Ryan, oh, that's it. You're
7: gonna throw the rest <laughs> of that shit out ASAP.
0: <laughs>
1: wait, wait a minute. Though. Wait, wait. And then this you're is... gonna come
7: over and you're gonna pay for a, a priest to uh, cleanse our house.
1: Wait, this is legitimately good because I, I am not a superstitious person, but I am actually starting to rethink about my offer about buying Cincinnati Fred's old collections. I think that you, now that we've made this you know, real public, I think you should seriously consider making it to an offer. You know, there's a lot of people who like the occult who collect Star Wars, like, will your collection yeah. room get haunted? And, and I think this is great. Wow, this is a legitimately or, 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 or scary or I can, Halloween.
8: I was gonna say, I could, I could customize like some Photoshop little certificates to go with pieces we sell from the collection.
1: Yes, and, absolutely. Oh, gross, Ryan. From the Cincinnati Fred yeah. collection. exactly oh that's great well awesome well unfortunately Steve Steve got kicked off the call um, but I know that he had to go anyway so we should probably uh, wrap up with this ridiculously scary ending Um, and if you guys have more stories we're going to do another Halloween episode next year so uh, you guys keep going out and collecting scary stories because uh, for sure the, I am actually a little bit scared, and I think if people are listening, they have to wonder where have their collections been? How many murders have your toys seen? You know how how many like toys? Thought. How many toys were like left in a room where like a kid died? I mean. Tons of your toys. No, now
7: we're just getting now we're just getting gruesome. I know <laughs> we are, but it, it, that's terrible. Now I feel bad even uh, but, buying anything anymore. But there's
1: about 24 Aww. million toys. Think My wife's
7: th- in the background saying, "No, you don't." Uh, <laughs> you have
1: no <laughs> well, I, I
7: have bought dead people's collection. So,
1: yeah, I mean this this episode we've we've learned a lot. Um, you'll hear from Ross Cuddy who actually saw a toy that doesn't exist. So um, he wow. saw a a Luke jedi transition card which doesn't make any sense because it was already a return of the jedi figure (laughs) anyway this is great Fred had his hands on it (laughs) that's right dead dead cincinnati fred all right well thank you guys so much it's really fun having you guys on i'm sorry to rush off but uh we've we've had a a really crazy recording schedule this this uh this month
8: you're fine um well thank you so much for the opportunity
1: yeah, thank you for scaring, thank you for scaring me, uh, guys. Uh, and, and have a happy Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> Dad,
3: Dad, Cincinnati friend, he's
0: on your toys and he's in your head. Dad, Dad, Cincinnati friend, don't look under your back, that's under your bed, bed,
2: bed, bed. In Eagle Rock, because,
1: uh, <laughs> I don't know what is going on here so Steve you didn't hear the end I don't know what point you got kicked off but I can tell you something I am actually legitimately a little bit scared okay <laughs> like, you don't understand okay, that, that, yeah. the evil that we have actually kind of unleashed in the world I went to these really um, dark uh-huh. places talking to them um, but <laughs> anyways, the legend of dead, dead yeah. Cincinnati Fred is going to expand. And there's, oh, there's oh. another challenge that the Lemcools are going to help us fulfill, which is they realized right. they realized, Steve, that um, Sean's house, he believes is truly haunted. OK, like he has, you know, video evidence of this and it only started to be haunted when Ryan kept dead, dead Cincinnati Fred's toys in his garage so it's like actually a thing so it's very exciting and i did you get kicked off again steve steve you are the worst you know how am i supposed to host a podcast with you if your phone keeps going off steve ah there you are hey hey all right it's it's cincinnati fred Anyways, okay. um, it's a very exciting month. Um, I think it worked out as a Halloween episode. I'm probably- yeah, I mean,
2: it's definitely janky. <laughs> yes. I'm, uh, yeah.
1: and, and if you want to hear more jankiness, get ready for next month's episode. It's a janky 2 <laughs> episode. I've half recorded. Yeah. I've half edited it. It should be out soon. Uh, I'm very yeah. excited about uh, releasing this episode now. Uh, we'll yeah. see. I might end up uh, enhancing it, or I might not. But for well, now, yeah. for now, Steve, you have to go watch Los Angeles Dodgers of Anaheim play baseball. Um, I do. Yeah, and I have to go play Super Mario World.
2: That's um, see, that. That <laughs> is all That takes precedence over all of this. Did you Did you get the the re release system? Hell no. Okay, good. Because I I'm hoping. Yeah, we still have ours. I'm like. No, just,
1: no, so this is the story. So I began the episode by telling you, you know, that I broke up with the woman I've been with for a while, but that I'm still yeah. cool with her kid, and her kid yeah. is the one who's really into retro games. Right, that's and, right, uh, that's right. And, no, I mean the, the the classic stuff is fine, but why do it? It's it's like buying the, the it's like vintage exploitation. Like why yeah. buy yeah. the recreation of the games when you can just buy no, the no. games.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah.
1: So we're gonna play some Super Mario World. Uh,
2: and uh, See, that, that'll be that's fun. That's a good way to good way to wind down, Sky. Yeah, you do, need to relax. I do so need to relax, especially
1: yeah. with Cincinnati Fred, man.
2: This See, is... now I'm, I'm I'm I've been spared. I think. <laughs> no, <laughs> I am. I'm looking forward to hearing it. <laughs> so. Don't you
1: put me? Don't you put that on me, Ricky Bobby? Uh, Sky here. Before we sign off, I want to announce our first ever Kivecast Halloween giveaway. What can you win? A boxed vintage Star Wars Ben Cooper costume. All you have to do is participate in the vote on the best Halloween storytelling that you heard during this episode. You can choose between A. The Trilogy of Terror, The Feral Child, Just Drive, and Drain the Kenner Morgue Swamp by Ron Salvatore, B. A Picker's Tale by Ross Cuddy, C. Dead Dead Cincinnati Fred by Ryan Lemkool, and D. George the Ghost and Fred's Revenge, by Sean Lemkul, You'll be entered into a raffle, oh sweet irony, once you have voted on the official Kivecast Vintage Pod Facebook page. Then that is how you will win the Ben Cooper vintage costume, of course, from Todd Chamberlain's toy chamber. The trick is you can actually be entered twice into the raffle if you post a comment on the poll explaining why you voted the way you voted. You can even enter three times if you share the poll on at least one other Facebook page. That's a way to have three chances to win this original vintage costume. Now, the episode is dropping on October 24th, and we're going to give you a week to vote, and then the drawing and the final judgment will be declared on October 31st, which is, of course, Thanksgiving. I mean, Halloween. All right. So, everybody go to our Facebook page and uh, let's get to the outro thing again with Steve again. Why not? Right. <laughs> um, well, as, as Cincinnati uh, uh, Fred said and with his dying words, Wumpa Wumpa! Adios.